coming to you from Date Cola Promotion Studios One in Wichita, Kansas. It's the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Starring El Señor Adam Tate and El Gran Tommy Martinez. Featuring behind the control board, the mighty Godzilla. This podcast is recorded live to tape and produced by Dante Cola Promotions. And now, you wanted the best? Well, don't tell them. It'll go to their heads and make things worse. It's the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Welcome and welcome to the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast, Season 3. Oh, yeah, some feedback, actually. <laughs> Episode number 18. And that voice you heard is that of El Gran, Tommy Martinez. And that voice you just heard is that of my rock and roll brother and the humblest guy that I know on planet Earth, Mr. Adam Tate, what is going on, Adam? Not a whole lot, Tommy. Just glad to be back in the studio. Uh, because we're ready to deliver yet another great episode of this podcast available on oh. Spotify, oh, yeah, Apple yeah. Podcast app, RSS Podcast, Castbox, and many other of your favorite DSPs. You're I'm right. Excited. Who's behind the control board, baby? <laughs> we know who it is. The mighty Godzilla. There he is. It's the mighty Godzilla. You know, he was disappeared mm -hmm. for a couple of weeks. I was afraid that he wouldn't. Was that an he, unexcused absence that he uh, had there? He could come and go as he wants. Uh -oh. I really don't know what's going on. Oh, wow. <laughs> what? Gosilo, you, you came in a little horse. What's He's going on, buddy? You shouldn't be. You know. uh, oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> The hush tones of Godzilla there, like he was just kind of under his breath. Just yeah. kind of, that's the way he speaks to us in, in quiet when he's whispering to us that's at the side. Afraid he, come, he would yeah, be here like, this morning. It's like <laughs> I thought he was going to come in here excited, you know, with his usual roar. Actually, he came in almost crawling when I was. What the hell was they knocking on the door? Out there was Godzilla. How was he able to put out that content? It looked like oh, he'd been out there partying for a good man, amount of time. He had all kinds of stuff going on. <laughs> yeah, Godzilla. They were pretty good. Yeah, they were, they were good. They were pretty good. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Star Wars one was absolutely awesome. Godzilla, did you listen to the podcast recently? Because we've been bringing up the new Star Wars series. Did you like his Chewbacca? <laughs> his Chewbacca imitation? He must have been working on that. Yeah, yeah. But he's, I'm sure he was watching it. If he, if he put out any kind of video content, you know, I think the best part about it, though, is his cosplay in, injected into the video, Adam. Yeah, he took on the... The, the cloak of many characters. I think he had like the, the Darth Vader up. Yeah, yeah. I like I like the Bo I like the Boba Fett one too. That one was really good. And then he had the Obi Wan outfit on as well. And that, there's a, that was it. Oh, that was his complete tribute to Obi Wan. Yeah, oh, so yeah, gotcha, yeah. He could have went with somebody else, but he went with Obi Wan. So hey, thanks, Cosino. Welcome back, buddy. Please do not fall asleep on us. This is a very high-intensity podcast. 
<laughs> well, welcome back to Dr. Corp Promotion Studios. Thank sir. you, thank you. You know, every time I show up, it seems like there's a construction zone here at the studio. <laughs> there's so many updates and developments that happen. We did a we have a redone bathroom out here. Yes. And then the driveway, the parking lot area is totally being uh, resurfaced. And it <laughs> He said, Dosino said he's going to land his X Wing fighter there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, on Tuesday, Adam, well, that's just the first phase. On Tuesday, we'll have the rest of it laid out. So it's going to be like miles and miles of concrete, (laughs) as long as as far as you can see. If it was up to the big boss, yes, it'd be miles and miles of concrete, yes. Wow. But the bank could only go that far. Wow. Adam, I just want to say that. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, Adam, on the oh. birth. Oh, Adam. You know, the last time I was in the studio. The birth of your grandson. It was, uh, the date was June 4th, the last episode that we had Yeah. that went out. And on that episode, I think we were both talking about, in two weeks, there'll be a child. Little, little did I know that later that day. That same day? That day. June 4th June was the, the 4th. day my first grandchild. Young Leo came into the world. Wow, dude. Yes, my son Lucas and uh, Maribel have their first kid, and it's... It was on the forest. It's a fantastic uh, little boy so it far. Was, uh, when so I was far, he's pretty good. When I was at your house Sunday, I thought it was last Sunday on the 5th. So Leo is actually a podcast baby, Adam. Podcast baby. <laughs> yeah. He heard, he heard us talking about it, and he said, oh, I got to get out and see what's going on here. He's a beautiful little boy, man. Congratulations to Mary Bell and to El Lucas. Yes. I think we found out that it was on Sunday. Proud is what it was. Because I would have called Elvia, Mm -hmm. your Mm mother-in-law. And that's when we found out. I'm going through my head going real quick. She was on speaker for a minute. That's a (laughs) two-week early (laughs) baby. Right. And and he came out. Because you had just, yeah, because that was Saturday. Would have been really weird if it would have been Saturday. We called and said, hey, Adam was in my house this morning. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But they still have like those COVID things. Like so many people can get back there to actually be around them. So we had to like take turns to go back there and look at this brand new baby. Still messed around with the COVID thing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're doing that. Oh, well, it's the hospital, too, so... Sure. I, I can, are you all masked up, too? Um, yes, they tell you to mask up. But oh. then when you get back there, it's like, eh, nobody's in masks. <laughs> so, so, I mean, our, our, our chief COVID guy in, in the world has got COVID now, so... <laughs> this I mean, what, past week. What yeah. are we going to do? Dr. Fauci. <laughs> if Fauci gets it, we're all going to get it. <laughs> I don't know if it's the liberals or the conservatives are happy about that. <laughs> I haven't been up to speed on that at all. I haven't seen any memes. And what is it? Today's Saturday. Uh, I haven't seen a single meme on that. Oh, well, we haven't looked deep enough. Probably. I guess not. You know, or they may just let them go by then. You know, it's like what the hell? Who's this Fauci guy? Who is this guy? We we, we won't hear from him anymore. This is mask guy. He used to be every day. We'd wonder about what he <laughs> had to ma- say. He'll make us wear the mask because he has. <laughs> <laughs> he'll lock us down while he's locked oh, down. Oh wow, we don't want to go through that again. No. Jesus. But no, fantastic little boy. I've spent so much time just holding this guy, and he's not a crier. Ah, fantastic. I know, I noticed that. I was in your house for a good hour and some change, and he didn't move for a second. He'll make a peep, you know, and says, hey, I'm thinking about eating. You might try feeding me. Good idea. So you think he may have inherited your chill chill genes? Oh, my chill. Oh, (laughs) this would be be fantastic. (laughs) He uh-uh. wasn't carrying on like a certain other Actually, member of your family. 
Actually, his father, Lucas, was actually a very, very good baby. Oh, no kidding. When he grew up to toddlerdom, to teendom, uh-huh. he was a bit of a terror. Well, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I was petrified of him as a kid. I went to your house. <laughs> no, because he would do some crazy shit. So oh, yeah, yeah. He, one day, I, I'm at your house. Sure. Okay. Close to where Nick bought his house. Okay. Close to Fabrique. And I was out there. I don't oh. know what it was. Long story short is I was yapping around like I usually do. And when I look, there goes Luke up the wall through a curtain. I remember like right now, it seemed like he was climbing it. I'm like, what the hell? He was like about maybe a year and a half, maybe two oh. years old. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh. Well, he was still good at that point. One time, Monica had him here. They were babysitting. And I had a trampoline back there. Oh, good. The net, a safety net and all that. Good. And I just so happened to step outside on the deck. And there's uh, Lucas ready to go do the uh, wrestling third rope off jump. The, off the top off, rope? Off of the deck into the... Uh, yeah. And I said, absolutely no way. <laughs> <laughs> and I think he had done it already. Oh, that's probably true. By then. Yeah. And then, you know, I shut down the uh, trampoline fun. Everybody inside. <laughs> <laughs> no, that sounds about right. Well, maybe he'll stay with the Tate Chill jeans. I don't know. Was Nick that way? No. Nick was much more. Even more hyper? No, even more oh, chill. Chill. Oh, wow. For the most part. Uh, Abby, precious, beautiful young lady. Hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I got to see her. She didn't seem to be in any rush either. No. The time she was uh, producing our show, remember that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Oh, One wow. of the few to actually sit in and produce with us. Wow. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Thank Leo, you. Leo, Leo, huh? Well, that's going to be cool if he's a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fan. And he so happens to be a fan of Leo. Could be. Leonardo. Could be. Could be. Right, right, right. Be very easy he'll to probably, gift for him. By the time he's ready to enjoy that stuff, he'll probably have some sort of a suits that they put on that has all the activity <laughs> stuff on there. Like, there won't even be a screen. He'll just be in a virtual world. God knows. Oh, you, yeah. you say that, but that could be very well true. They're talking about implanting chips and people's like on the side of your ear or something like that, or to be able to receive some sensory crap. Well, you have to put something like in your fingernail or your finger so you can make purchases. You have to scan yourself. That's what it is? Right. Isn't that what we're going to ultimately end up doing? Oh, wow. That's or cool. we'll do like a retinal scan. You'll say, oh, this guy still has $87 in his account. Wow. How's the song go? Six, six, six. <laughs> <laughs> that is not good. The number of the beast. That is how it goes. <laughs> I was thinking about that the other day because dogs, you could track them down with a chip. Yes. I said, what's the difference? There's, there really is none. Well, yes. They're not uh, plotting. <laughs> Hopefully they're not plotting against us. <laughs> we, we have a group of people plotting against us, of course. Adam, yes. I wanted to tell you before we even started, we had a young visitor here to Datecoa Promotion Studios a couple of weeks ago. Actually, the day that Leo was born mm. was my granddaughter's Amarita's birthday party. Okay. And that afternoon, you know. One I, years old, you know, yes. One year old. Okay. We were out there celebrating. I, you know, when I went over to my son's house, so there's a young man. He's a good kid. He's uh, His name is Emery. He's a young videographer. You know what I'm saying? He does videos like for. How old are we talking? He is 13, maybe 12, 12, 13 years old. Okay. I think he's still a middle schooler. Anyway, uh, he has an account either on TikTok or one of those. So he does stop motion. Oh, kind really? Of Very cool. So he <laughs> No, go see. No, not those kind of videos. No, <laughs> not your kind of the videos. The stop motion twerk videos? <laughs> That's what he wants. It is regular. It was. He does them with uh, action figures. 
and things of that also oh, things yeah. things that he could find in the Datacoba studio. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Action well, figures available in so, here. And we started talking because he always shows them to me. And I told him, I said, "Listen, you got to go ahead and trademark these. You got to at least put a watermark on them. Do something." Did it, you take them under the Datacoba promotions? Of fold? course, of course, of course. I always do. You know. <laughs> and the good thing, like that day, Gosila wasn't here, so it was completely safe to bring them in here. Oh, well, <laughs> oh yeah. I didn't want Gosila. He'd be, be editing all yes, of his material, producing his material while this young man it. is here. And also, he told me he wanted to be a podcaster. Oh boy! I brought him up here, and I said, "This is what you got to get your dad to buy." <laughs> <laughs> Good. His dad gave one. Shout out to Gabe. Good guy, too. Did you play him a bit of your little intros and uh, uh, sounds from the show? Did I? No, I didn't want to take no chances. Did you? Did you I, didn't a, want to, I didn't want something inappropriate. Did you show him one of our old third birthday <laughs> segments or something? Oh, no, absolutely not. Oh. I didn't even plug the podcast that much with him. You know, I said, I don't want to listen to this stuff. <laughs> and the reason I told him about going back to his uh, trademarking his videos and whatnot is because I think he has like a thousand followers or something like that. He has more followers than us. <laughs> Well, he has some talent. <laughs> it sounds like he has some actual talent. He's really good, man. He's really good. The thing was, uh, you know, I'm looking at the video and I'm like, oh, wow, you could probably do some sounds. You could record your own sounds. You could get your friends to kind of do voices for you. You know, the creative machine mm. kicked in full gear. Mm -hmm. I could have seen myself producing their sounds. But, you know, this will be uh, Emery's full gig. Mm. Honestly, if he had a sound mixer and he could do the little combination to go in, mix them up with the actual video, they're going to be really, really How good. long are these videos that he makes? But they're nothing. They're a couple of minutes, if that. Oh, a couple of minutes or, of stop motion? That's, yeah, that yeah, probably takes yeah. forever to actually do. Yes. And I think even longer than that. I don't remember. The last one, it was like Spider-Man 1. And there's a, like a punch and there's blood of the whole deal. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to check them out. You got to check it out. So want to say hi to Emery, man. You're Emery. You're the man. And he loved the studio, obviously. I don't know if I told you that or not. No, he didn't. He loved more of the Marvel action figures than than oh. anything else but he wasn't didn't. a fan of all the kiss stuff oh no he didn't mention kiss for nothing <laughs> like who are these weirdos you know <laughs> at that age you know they're used to something else very current so yeah. i would imagine i don't know i don't know what his what his musical style is yeah but i just had a note real quick to tell you that so we had two visits in a row we had your father-in-law one and then we had this kid the uh equally impressed yes. i bet no no <laughs> The kid was impressionable still. Oh, okay. Thank heavens. <laughs> like, what the hell does this guy do? I mean, they saw the fortress of, of screens and computers. Yeah, the tower of power here. Yeah, uh -huh. They're like, oh, my God. And I showed him, look, I could connect my phone, my computer, my other phone, my tablet. <laughs> Why do you need all these inputs, dude? <laughs> what do you need? I said, because it's all about sounds. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't tell him that Gosila was the one behind the, uh, almost all of it. Oh. And I can't give him all of it. You're taking the bulk yeah, of the credit. Exactly. No, I understand. So, yeah, Adam, you got anything else to share, dude? Anything else to share? Yeah. I told you about this baby, right? The baby's been <laughs> the baby's been dominating everything. You gone full baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Full Already. Baby. Full baby. In oh wow. And I listen Less to me. Less than two weeks. Listen to me. I don't like babies. <laughs> I'm not a baby fan. Well, you could have fooled me. I wasn't a fan of my own babies <laughs> years ago. But this baby I don't believe you. This baby, this Leo baby, this new baby, I like this baby. I'll come home, I'll, I'll, I'll give my hands a bit of a wash, and I'll you go look it. around, and I say, hey, where's this baby? <laughs> let me see this baby. Let me, let me look at this baby for a little while. Yeah, I like this baby. See, they say that. Honestly, I see my grandchildren. I light up, dude. I don't know what it is. Of course, they're more attracted to a Wilda. Oh, well. And then you're just trying to get some type of attention from them, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But see, the thing is this. I'm going to be money grandpa. Oh, you're going to bribery? I'm going to bribe them. <laughs> Once they understand the value of money, 
Okay. Okay. Of course, they're grandmas. They are. They love grandma. Grandma plays with them. Grandma cooks with them. Grandma does everything that grandmas do. Okay. So, and I'm I'm glad that you get home and you have, uh-huh. you know, the baby in Peloton. You're finally getting a life out of it. This you is know that. only. This is only for a brief period of time because well, Luke will be closing like a week in a week or so. So. He'll be moving out to his own place, and then there'll be no baby. They're not moving to Austin, Texas. No, 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 no. they're not. They're moving right down the street from where we used to live, so I know exactly where it is. And I have a feeling, I have a feeling that the uh, lovely Lisa Tate will want to, every once in a while, make a presence known over there. Yes, more more than every once in a while, I'm sure. (laughs) To the point of annoyance for them. And guess who gets to tag along voluntarily? Oh, somebody has to drive. Figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) He's sitting in that chair over there. (laughs) El Senor Adam Day. Yeah, that's right. All right, man. Let's get this party started. Go see who hit it. Adam, good morning, my friend. Good morning, Tommy. Today's June the 18th, baby. And it's national... Wanna get away day. Wanna get away? Okay. Where, how, where are we gonna go? Like this song right here, man. Oh, we're gonna fly away. Whoa. <laughs> who is this, Tommy? Do you know who this is? I don't know who this is. Larkin Poe? It's a Lenny Kravitz cover of Fly Away. Sounds pretty bluesy. All right. Thank you, Larkin. That's awesome. I want to get away too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, this she's re- making a lot of sense. This reminded me of Nashville. Oh, okay. Yeah, this, this, okay. This particular uh, style, just the guitar and her singing, mm-hmm. reminded me of those street performers when I was out in Nashville. Oh. Actually, in Austin, Texas, too. You think back wistfully. Yes. Like wi- you wish you were there. Wistfully, yes, Adam. That's a nice word to remember. Wistfully. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, you know, of course. It must be, it's got to be great to be surrounded by entertainment, you know. Just you're being abused by entertainment. It's oh, just coming at you from all sides. If the, you don't like this, you walk across the street and you hear some blues guys. That's the greatest kind of abuse, man. I tell you, tell I me about love it. it. I love entertainment abuse. That's what I'm all about. Walking, walking around, free entertainment. Yeah, something but, you don't even have to pay for. Because today, Adam is National Wanna Get Away Day. What? Adam, we're talking about getting away and being entertained. That's always a good. That's what we're that talking about. That you do get away and get entertained. Okay. It says when the Summer travel season is upon us, Adam. Mm-hmm. National Want to Get Away Day celebrates our freedom to get away on June the 18th. Maybe you want to get away today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I was thinking that mm-hmm. while we were just looking at each other and laughing. Yes. <laughs> last Sunday. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of that. A lot of that. Without saying much, especially when we're trying to figure out whatever the, that Mormon spring thing was. Oh, yeah. My <laughs> wife was watching that thing on Netflix about the guy that has 70 wives or something and leading a cult. I couldn't remember that to save my life, but still I could remember what it was about. Uh-huh. And I was cracking up by myself. And then I went and said, that's what they do in, in Dr. Co-op Promotion Studios, even oh. though she didn't say Dr. Co-op Promotion Studios. <laughs> Yeah, uh-huh. I wish she would have said that. <laughs> Every Saturday morning, that's what they do. They go upstairs and laugh. That's all you can hear. Uh-huh. <laughs> so wait a minute. That's why I was afraid. So oh, I don't want their internal guys having fun alert coming on, <laughs> and our fun gets squashed. Then we really want to get away. <laughs> she reminded us. She said, "Oh yeah, we need to save all the gold for the studio. <laughs> we don't need to waste it on YouTube." I know. I know. <laughs> It would have been wasted. <laughs> yeah, absolutely wasted. 
Yes. <laughs> they were more concentrated on Leo. Yes, definitely. Thank heavens. <laughs> <laughs> Planning memorable trips, Adam, mm-hmm. and getaways brings out the adventure in all of us. Yeah. These getaways take us to family we long to see. And from there, we go to historic places, Adam. Mm-hmm. Sand, big cities, mountains, streams, rivers, beaches, etc., etc. Do you have anything planned for your big want to get away weekend? Uh, I don't have anything for the want to get away weekend because this weekend is a long weekend. It's Juneteenth, I believe. That's right. Yeah. Is that our first official Juneteenth? Uh, last year, was it our first official on the calendar, I think? Was it considered a national holiday at that point? Uh, last year, they, it was a national holiday, but it was just thrusted upon, like, oh, by the way, uh, Monday is Juneteenth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nobody I, goes to work. Yeah, it felt like that. <laughs> yeah. And then I go, oh, you know, it's like, what are we going to do with the timesheets? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I'm the damn timekeeper, and I had uh, this just created more work for me. But thank heavens they worked it out. But this is the official one that was actually on the calendar because it got approved, or it was approved, and all of a sudden Juneteenth. I said, okay, cool. Maybe this is a warm up to Fourth of July weekend. Okay, could be. But yeah, this weekend is perfect. We're here with doing our duties as podcasters, though. That's right. For There's no end. need to take a day off from this. Yes, while you're from away. serving the public. As long as our wives don't find out we're having fun while <laughs> you're out there. <laughs> you know, actually, last weekend I wanted to get away, and Why? there was and there was discussion. You had Leo, <laughs> uh, but there was discussion. It was brought to me okay. saying, "Hey, do you want to go to one of my favorite places, Las Vegas?" That's La- right. That's right. You know what? I, Las I did Vegas. catch that. I- she brought it to me, and I said, "I am always down for some Vegas." And then I'm never in the planning of these things, but I was looking. I was looking at hotels. I was looking at what's happening in town. What's going on? Uh, and I was making my plans. I was saying, I want to make sure we hit uh, the Circa. I want to make sure we hit Resorts World. These are new places. Out there. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm seeing all this stuff that I wanted to hit, wanted to hit and do, and all of a sudden, her enthusiasm waned quite a bit. <laughs> like, oh, you're, so you want to gamble, like, a lot? A whole, the whole time, almost? Like, well, yeah, I'd like to. <laughs> You you bring you bring to me the opportunity to go to Vegas, and uh, I'd like to use Vegas for what it's used for. Right? What else would you go for to Vegas for? Especially I, I, I would watch a show. Uh, I would eat at one of the you know celebrity restaurants or whatever. You know, yeah. try to enjoy a Bobby Flay burger. <laughs> but anyway, yes, I wanted to get away, but I was denied. Yeah, I kind of picked up on that while I was at your house last Sunday. You know, I was kind of like at that point, kind of like trying to relax a little bit without getting too animate or loud or anything like that because there was a baby there. Because if I didn't do that on my own, I would have been healed anyway (laughs) by my supervisory. Get down. Yes. (laughs) I thought to myself, wow, yeah, what a chance. And it was blown away. Blown away. She said she was tired. Is that what it was? I think so. You know what? We, the, we could have had a room with air conditioning. You know what the funny part about being yeah. tired is? She said she was tired, but then she says to me, "I have a great job. I only work X amount of hours a day. It's in and out." I'm like, "Okay, that's there's something not jiving here." <laughs> <laughs> Do you want a part time and but, still be tired? I but don't the, know. The brain doesn't take a day off. Oh, the brain is always all, working. Yeah, of course, you yeah, know. I get it. Now I understand. Yes, I feel her pain. Yes, me yeah. too. Kind of. <laughs> Kind of in a way. <laughs> oh, wow. So you, you could have gotten, but that was last weekend. Can, can you right. still book a flight now and hey, hey, head on out? Well, uh, actually, 
I could do it almost any time because my sister-in-law had hoarded, collected a whole bunch of her free passes. Like okay, she works yeah. at uh, Southwest Airlines. Mm-hmm. And she's hoarded all this stuff because there's supposed to be some big group family trip somewhere. Oh. And she was going to have all these passes for people to use for free flights. Apparently, that planning fell through. So she has all these passes in her hands. So, yeah, I could definitely dip my hand in there and grab a couple of those. You might want to have to shut this down now. <laughs> so you can catch the next flight out. <laughs> Go celebrate Juneteenth, Adam. Yeah. Well, hey, you celebrate the way you want to. I'll celebrate the way I want Adam, to. I just FYI. I still have my collection of afros from my uh, Dr. Love days. <laughs> you can wear a few of those while you gamble <laughs> to celebrate Juneteenth. <laughs> Aren't they rainbow colored? They'll work for Pride Month, too. Uh, oh, it's Pride Month, too. I know. That's right. There's happy, so much to celebrate. Happy, happy Pride Month, Adam. Thank you. I pulled up behind your truck because the construction. Wait a minute. We had, wait, we wait, had to wait, park wait, all wait, on the wait, side street. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Why I appreciate you, why, the rainbow why, sticker why, on your. Why, what? Adam, why yeah. do you mention Pride Week and all of a sudden you talk about backing pulled up? Pulled up your truck. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Let's go back to Juneteenth. Okay. I got some afros back there from my Dr. Love days, Adam. Okay. So, FYI, you can wear one of those. Okay. <laughs> Well, that, would you think that would help me out for celebrating uh, <laughs> celebrating Juneteenth? Absolutely, I think it's cultural appropriation. No, it's not. And then when they see what I actually have going underneath the afro, they'll say, "Hey, hey, hey, hey. if you're you're appropriating somebody who actually has hair," <laughs> they'll say, "Put it back on. They'll feel sorry for you." <laughs> uh, how to observe a wanna get away day? I'll tell you. You go on to <laughs> you go on to Priceline. This is what I was doing. You go on to Priceline.com and you find your Las Vegas strip lodging. And it's all very expensive because there's so many conventions. The World Series of Poker is going on right now. Oh. So there's like a there was like a thousand dollar entry tournament I could have gotten into. I'm so excited. I'm can I get one of those passes? <laughs> <laughs> but you go on to Priceline.com And everything's super expensive But it'll have this selection Where it'll give you three hotels The Strat, you know, Luxor, and MGM Or something like that mm-hmm. And it'll give you a very low ball price And they'll say We're not going to tell you which one you're going to get You have to book it first And then we'll tell you which one Oh, So it's like uh, kind of rolling the dice You're kind of gambling already Oh, you're already in the gamble <laughs> <laughs> so you go into Priceline, you do that, you start your gambling that way, and then you look at all of the different fun features, fun shows, all the attractions. Wow. You schedule one of those, and then you spend the rest of your time trying to gamble. I guess you're going to Vegas. That's what you're doing. That's how you do it. That's how you celebrate it. I didn't know. Wow, Adam. <laughs> Actually, you forgot one here. It says, plan a trip somewhere. Yeah, Vegas. With Southwest.com. See, I got that one down. So I'm going to get right now that uh, this is uh, probably sponsored by Southwest, Adam. That's the best way to go. <laughs> because they just hand out passes like candy. Adam, and where do you want to travel? Vegas. Share your adventures, Adam. Using the hashtag, I want to get away to Vegas and the World Series of Poker. It doesn't say Vegas here, Adam. <laughs> it doesn't? No. Why wouldn't it? Today, Adam, it's also National Splurge Day, just FYI. So while you're out there, go ahead and do some splurging. We always have to splurge. Oh, Adam. <laughs> you like this one. This is my guys right here. Man, did you go see the hook it up with you or what? <laughs> It's not usually taking care of me. Oh, it's usually you. Today in history, Adam, 
brought to you from the pages of history.com, Adam. This mm-hmm. is this is Muse ooh, and ooh. Starlight. Ooh, what were the chances <laughs> that you'd know that one? <laughs> Let me listen to some of that. Very new wavy. This is one of the... Uh, is it a hit? This is one of the concert showstoppers. No kidding. So this is a when, hit. When we went to see him in concert in Kansas City, the, the singer guitarist went out into the crowd and was like walking walking amongst the crowd no as this was going on you know with the little security no guys shit. around him and stuff yeah 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 go see what just handed me a note here big Adam. fun just mm-hmm. handed me a note that matt would that be matt bellamy, matt bellamy was singing yes. yeah he celebrated a birthday adam on june the 9th this is past week oh happy birthday yeah, he mr was, muse he was born in cambridge uh cambridgeshire england is what go said he okay Wow, Gosito, why are you so muted, dude? What's going on? (laughs) (laughs) He's he's still recovering from all his travels. (laughs) 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 He's all... all Adam Starlight Adam would be the... uh, Let's see what we got here for this. Okay. June the 18th, 1798. 1798. I don't think news was around there, but there was still a lot of Starlight Adam, so yeah. Sure. 1798, Adam, President John Adams oversees the passage of the Naturalization Act, Adam. Okay. The first of four pieces of controversial legislation known as the Alien and Sedition Acts. So that's that's probably why he was the opening starlight. He thought we were going to be talking about aliens. Oh, aliens. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> All right. All right, I got you, Godzilla. <laughs> okay. We, we were, Godzilla, we were just thinking it was lame. <laughs> we, we were really uh, saying it was. Anyway, so it, so was, these it meant, was controversial in 1798. Were these meant to, like, attract uh, people from other lands to come here and mm. settle? It says strong political opposition to these acts succeeded in undermining the Adams administration. So they were against it. Uh, helping Thomas Jefferson actually to win the presidency okay. in the year 1800. So evidently, this immigration deal has been a problem, at least politically, for a long, long time. But what were those alien and sedition acts about? At the time, America was threatened uh, by war with France, and Congress was attempting to pass laws that would give more authority to the federal government and the president in particular to deal with suspicious persons, especially foreign nationals. Hmm. The Nationalization Act raised the requirements for aliens to apply for a U.S. citizenship, requiring that immigrants reside in the U.S. for 14 years before becoming eligible. The earlier law had required only five years of residence before an application could be made. In other words, they just wanted to pass this so they could control the populace that weren't already American citizens. Oh. Because of the war with France. Oh, okay. And then it says here also that the former president, George Washington, supported the act. <laughs> That's what it says here. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, you don't seem that much interested. Adam, so let's... <laughs> I, neither am I, Adam. I, thought we, I, I don't know uh, if this is good or bad. I don't, I don't know what we're talking about. Uh, well, really. former, yes, the, you have to be here for 14 years before you could be that's what get it, granted citizenship. The new one, yes. This act gave the president authority to deport aliens during peacetime. And we were supporting that. Uh-huh. Washington and Adams yes. were supporting that. The Alien Enemies Act. <laughs> they also added enemies to mm. it, uh, which Adams signed on July 6th, gave him the power to deport any alien living in the U.S., 
with ties to the U.S. wartime enemies. Well, pretty much anybody living in in the U.S. at that point was an alien. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean, they, they were the just country, very recently yeah. there. The <laughs> so, country had just been formed in 1776. Yeah, the, the country wasn't even a yeah the barely a toddler. The the Constitution had basically been ratified maybe 12 years before that. The intended targets of the Sedition Act were newspaper pamphlet and broadside what he considered to be libelous articles. Did I pronounce that right? Libelous. Now, hold on. We have uh, many uh, emails confirming the fact that you might not be that great at English. Well, so, how dare you? Well, uh, it's what the emails it's very a- accused. True. It's very true. So uh, uh, maybe we should employ our new grammar specialist and oh. a speech professional. <laughs> can, can we use that new tool, that new feature that we've uh, employed? Okay, so sure, why not? Let me see. Let's start it all over again. So okay. let me see where I was at. I can't believe I'm a game to this right now. Okay. So finally, the Sedition Act passed on July the 14th, uh, which gave Adams tremendous power to define treasonable activity, including any false, scandalous, and malicious writing. The intended targets of the Sedition Act were newspaper, pamphlet, and broadside publisher who printed what he considered to be libelous. Why, thank you. See, that, that's that's progress in action right there. That that is a, a, an improvement. We, we've taken suggestions from the from the crowd, from the audience, um, and have increased. Let me see. I was going with... our ability to speak. Okay. <laughs> Here we go again. Libelous. There you go. Libelous. <laughs> Very nice. You can't ask for nothing else. We've learned a thing. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, official <laughs> pronouncer. <laughs> so this uh, sounds like a bad thing, right? What? Where. Oh. We're already at the very infancy of the nation. We're already trying to cut people out and make this nation is actually for these people. It's, it's not for these other people over here, right? No, no, no. That's not what's happening? No, I didn't think that. Is that what, not what's happening? No, Adam. No, Adam. Oh. Adam. Well, yes. I don't know what happened with the sedition acts then. President Adams also had Abigail Adams pushing him at him. Pushing him where? To pass the Sedition Act. Well, he was a small guy, so too, his... so he can get pushed around pretty easily. <laughs> his wife was on his ass. Oh, okay. Calling his opponents criminal and vile. Oh. Uh, of the four acts, the Sedition Act was the most distressing to staunch First Amendment advocates, Adam. They objected to the fact oh. that treasonable activity was vaguely defined. Yada, yada, yada. We could go to the rest of this bullshit story. However, yeah. Adam, we already know how this ends. How does it end? Yay, we still have problems. Oh, that's right. Well, don't we ultimately like end up buying half of the country from France? There you go, right like there. In a, like in a couple of years? <laughs> wow, Adam. Today's yeah. sports history, buddy. Now everybody. Mm-hmm. Brought to you from the pages of history.com and on this day, dot com slash sports. Adam. The stroke. Yeah. Billy Squire. Yeah. We've been Billy Squire here in the past couple Yeah, I know. Oh. Once we found out he's still alive, <laughs> we start playing his music quite a bit. <laughs> Maybe we're trying to get him on as a guest. I guess so. You're not doing anything else, are you, Billy? <laughs> this, this podcast. Adam, 1960. Yeah. June the 18th, 1960. Yes. Arnold Palmer, Adam, shoots a 65 to win the U.S. Open mm. at Cherry Hills Country Club in Denver, Colorado, Adam. Okay. I just wanted to have a story where I could use a stroke. So I figured... Oh, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Golf, strokes, <laughs> so I, sure. So I said, let's go with that, Gosilo. It's all right. 65. Palmer was from Pennsylvania, and he was a son of a golf pro as well. 
And his father taught him the game during the club's off hours. Oh, wow. As the young Palmer was not allowed to play when members were present. That's how he started his career. Arnold, Arnold Palmer, maybe he's one of the Babe Ruths mm. of golf. Yes, if there was a Mount Rushmore of golfers, it would definitely have Arnold Palmer in there. Jack Nicholas, probably, you know. Yeah, he says Palmer appeared to the golf's blue-collar fans. Yes. who identified with him as a working-class guy with his upbringing in the Pennsylvania steel mill country. True, true. He even has a drink named after him, the Arnold Palmer. The <laughs> What? Is that what's inside of your, your every, cup over there? Every podcast we have done, Adam. Uh-huh. Actually, the 101 podcast that we have done. I have had. You're including this one? And including this one. Let me, let me take a sippy right here. Well, okay. Mm. Is it delicious? I love it. What, ice, that iced is tea with lemon. Iced tea and lemonade. Oh, my God. That's right. Wow. It's my favorite drink, man. And it must have been made famous because he must have uh, pioneered it somehow. Or he was just, he loved it so. It's like, oh. I want to drink that thing Arnold Palmer's drinking. What is? Give me the Arnold Palmer. Over there. It's a delicious drink, Adam. I like iced tea to begin with. That's one of my. Is favorite it an actual drinks. mix of two drinks? Is it lemonade? Yes, I mix it myself, Adam. Oh, okay. I mix it myself. I'm the only one authorized to mix my own Arnold. Because Palmer. I think if you go to the store, you can find a jug. And it'll have Arnold Palmer's picture on there, and it's already like a pre-mixed thing. That's junk, Adam. Oh. That's no good. Actually, that's PP. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. They're, since, they're since selling it like Since that? it's liquid. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know if that's... I have never had Arnold Palmer. Now, how do you do it? Uh, do you do a 50-50 mix? Do you nope, do like a... I do about a 90-10. Oh, 90 on the T side? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh. And 10 on the... I do Ooh. not like... More lemonade than iced tea. If I'm going to have lemonade, it's going to be lemonade on its own. If I'm going to have something that tastes like lemon. The lemonade or the, the freshly squeezed lemon inside the iced tea makes it uh, that much. Uh, wow. Takes, there's some offset. I like tea by itself. I do. but Unsweetened? That, yes, unsweetened. Yes. Oh, Hideous. Big, which was a big sin in the South. Oh, my God. How, you know, it yeah. was horrible. And I just said, listen, I didn't want it unsweet. Wow. That, and I had certain places where they actually have unsweet tea, which was unheard of down there. That's insane. Yes. it's the, There, it's, I think, the way iced tea works there is 10% iced tea and then 90% sugar. How, how can you acquire that taste? How, what what do you have to do? Do you have to get that at a young age and say, this is the only thing I have to survive on? This is the only thing with flavor that I'm allowed to drink? Is that how? I can't imagine drinking unsweetened tea. I don't know what to tell you. I just like unsweet tea. Wow. I'm not a, I drink coffee every day, yeah. but I drink coffee in the morning and I drink it with milk. So I drink kind of a latte kind of deal, mm-hmm. but it's cafe con leche. I told you this before. No sweeteners at all. No sweeteners, and it's straight through it. I used to put sugar in it, but when I got married with Wilda, she doesn't put sugar in her coffee. So she shamed you. Kind of. Well, it's like when I started making the coffee because I make my own coffee. Kind of like as she well. was shaming you with the uh, the fried confection out yes, there earlier today. Yes, this morning for breakfast. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Okay. Yes. You're, you're afraid of the heat of the uh, freshly fried item. Yes. And you wanted to separate it and allow it to cool or the, something. The actual blazing hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why I drink iced tea. Anyway, going back to the coffee, I figured it out. Uh, I said, okay, 
uh, I'll have it in the morning, and that's basically it. Sometimes I used to have it a lot on the afternoons, but I you know shied away from that. But still in the morning, that's what I drink. And then during the day, I'll drink water and uh, iced tea like Arnold Palmer. Actually, during the day, there's a couple of uh, times I'll just have a straight iced tea. But my evening meal usually will consist of this. Mm, I don't uh, know that I've ever had an Arnold Palmer. It's pretty good. Another thing is, since the lemonade, I use, I don't know which brand I'm using now, but it has a little sugar in it. Of course. So it brings that much. Takes that edge off. I don't know. I really can't describe it to you. I just like the little sour inside the tea. Must be beloved by many people because it's a popular drink. And I didn't know this was called an Arnold Palmer until, I don't even know, a couple of years ago maybe is when I found out this was what it was called. You want lemon with your tea? Absolutely. Give me one. Or two or three. We were talking about that. Remember, it says when you do a refill and uh, what was it? In waitstaff day. Oh. If I ask for my lemon and they bring it back, my refill with the lemon inside of it, there's a plus. Yeah, the, the tip is affected yes. by your performance. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so, gotcha. yeah, that's uh, so much for Arnold Palmer. And <laughs> Congratulations on Congratulations, your win. Congratulations, the, the U.S. Open. Today, it's Today, it's Today, it's And here I thought we were picking up Alex. <laughs> Not quite yet. <laughs> Gaining steam. <laughs> oh, I am. That intro, I know it, Adam. Do you know this one? Yes. Is this your song, Tommy? It's my song. Oh, let's get funky. Sounds like the skin is getting funky. Isn't this more for me? Isn't this song more for me? It's not, it's not for me. Isn't it play that funky music? Bring it down, Adam. Oh, oh. Bring it down. Today oh. in Rock History, Adam, brought to oh. you from the pages <laughs> of history.com. Your attitude has totally changed. Hold up. Today in music.com. Let me finish this. Some facts. History.com, Adam. Uh-huh. And classicbands.com. Uh-huh. Adam, Adam, Adam. Uh-huh. This song is... Play that funky music, white boy. Uh-huh. It doesn't mean get into it. Oh. It just play it. You're just the help. Hit, yes. Hit the button. <laughs> Drop the needle on that thing. Key words, Adam. Oh. Play it. Just play it. Not only don't the, move. Not only the Don't record, start dancing or anything. No, no. That's please that, don't do this. That is a horrible sight, my friend. <laughs> I mean, you. I'll you, get my thumbs out. Adam, and I'll start. I'll start Adam, you told me up. last episode you haven't even funky town other than on this Peloton. On the Peloton. Oh yeah. <laughs> you haven't I was funky town. Dripping on, drops of sweat. Adam, you haven't funky town doing doing the Soul Train line dance. I explained no, that to no, you. No, no, no. Yeah. Why would this song be for you, my friend? Well, they're talking to or the white your, boy. Or your ethnicity, Adam. You're talking to the, the white boy. The Scots from <laughs> from Scotland <laughs> that used to be Irish. <laughs> I just I thought I feel like I'm being addressed oh. in, in the in the uh, lyrics of the song. It's, a, it's addressing you. It says if Thank you're if you're a DJ, play the, play or, the funky music, or you're in charge of the music at a party or something like that. Maybe well, they're telling you the one that we want you to play is the take, funky. Take your disc off of the player. Yes. Play the funky music, white boy. Yes. Got yes. it. And if you're playing an instrument, play the instrument funky. Okay. I got you. Play, Adam, is the key word. Play. You got it. it. You got it. Anyway, Adam. Okay. Wild cherry, Adam. <laughs> on June the 11th, 1976 That would probably be delicious in your uh, Arnold, Arnold Palmer You put a little cherry in there 
change up the flavor a little bit. It might, but something to consider. It won't you be know? an Arnold Palmer at that point. It, it would, would be, be your own Tommy Martinez creation. It would be a wild cherry play that funky music iced tea. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine ordering that, Adam? <laughs> yeah. Get him out of here. Explain this. It was released, Adam, on that date that I just gave you. Okay. It will prove to be the band's only top 40 hits, reaching number one, Adam, on the Billboard charts in the middle of September of that year, Adam. 1976. Right. Adam's celebrating Adam Mesa, a centennial, a bicentennial, as a oh, matter of fact, wow. in 1976. Yes, that's true. Yes, thank heavens that that sedition act wasn't <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know if it's good or bad. <laughs> Nice! What happened? What happened? <laughs> not nice. Oh, that's no good. Oh, no, not again. It's a piece of shit. Maybe that's what it was doing. <laughs> Cutting us off. <laughs> Start. Oh, yep, it did it again. Oh, I don't, I don't think we're going to get to today's podcast. <laughs> Want to start oh, it over? Fuck. Is it heating up? Is that the problem? How about I just unplug it real quick? <laughs> okay. Go ahead, hit it. All right, let's see. I'm going to back it to the beginning. Yes, Adam. This is Alice Cooper, baby. And Poison. All right. I love it. I know you do. It's a great song. 1977, Adam. June the 5th, 1977. I think mm -hmm. that this song doesn't get the respect that I'm 18 or uh, what's another one of his hits, Adam? Help me out here. Um, be My Frankenstein. <laughs> be My Frankenstein, yes. Et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> School's Out. School's Out, the big one, yes. Yeah, so definitely. How that one passes, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I, I still think this Poison song is a pretty good song. Yeah, so Alice Cooper's a boa constrictor, Adam, a star of his stage show. Mm-hmm. Died after the rat he was served for breakfast bit him, Adam. He died of poison. What? <laughs> yes. Are you kidding? No, I'm not kidding. That's what it says here. This is according to all those how did all the, those websites. How did the rat poison the snake? Maybe it's because did the rat have poison in him? Could be. Then as the as the rat was consumed, the could poison be. released inside of the snake. Oh, or my. he was a sick rat. But the rat bit the snake, mm -hmm. and that's what caused. Oh my! Mm -hmm. That was some of that bacteria or something. Cooper held open auditions, Adam, for a new snake. It was a novel publicity stunt, though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he ended up, Adam, choosing one by the name of Angel. Oh. Settle down, class. It's this week's rockin' higher education lesson on Led Zeppelin 101 with Professor Adam Lee Tate. Led Zeppelin, me baby. Care to fancy a guess at this one? Nobody's fault but mine, baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, he did say that right there. You said you're going to wait until he says something. 
worked out perfectly, Adam. Good plan. Adam, this is a top 40 radio one, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Classic radio hit. I think I'd know this one. I'd be ashamed uh, if I didn't know this. It's a great song, though. Oh, it is it's one of the best. Yes. On June 3rd, 1977, that should have marked the triumphant return of Led Zeppelin to Tampa, Florida. Excellent. Where four years earlier, the band broke the Beatles, <laughs> Shea Stadium, <laughs> attendance record. This time, 70,000 souls would descend upon Tampa Stadium in an effort to cement the Gulf Coast of Florida as one of the premier hotbeds of Zeppelin fandom. Oddly, early to the stage, the blistering opening of The Song Remains the Same announced their arrival. A smooth transition to the physical graffiti track, Sick Again, followed to, followed to the uproarious approval of the throng of onlookers. Nobody's fault was, but mine brought more cheers. However, midway through the song, the heavens opened. Torrents of rain pounded the audience, initially inspiring joy, then soon misery. That would be fine, except for the band's electrical gear was getting soaked and puddles were forming on the stage. Oh. Not, not a good thing. Not good at all. As that third song ended, Robert Plant addressed the crowd, citing the danger to the band and requested their patience in allowing them a 15-minute break to let the rain pass. After a short while, an announcement was made that the show was postponed until the next day. Oh. That was not sufficient for a lot of the fans. 4,000 rushed the stage. Scores of police officers were called in and tear gas was deployed. 35 fans and nine officers were treated at the local hospital. Concussions, broken bones, cuts, bruises, busted teeth, the normal riot fare. The makeup show the next day never happened as Tampa Mayor William Poe banned Led Zeppelin from playing there ever again. What an asshole. Due to the chaos that ensued. What? Tom, Tommy, the Tampa riot of 1977 is our Led Zeppelin 101 oh. for this week. But, but Adam, that song itself, it's nobody's fault but the rain. <laughs> <laughs> How are they going to blame Zeppelin for that? It was not really clear, like, who actually caused, who actually made the decision to do it, because there's actual, like, bootleg footage of Robert Plant saying, hey, 15 minutes, are you cool? Are you cool? Don't be, don't go crazy, 70,000 people. I guess their team of lim they, limousines just rolled out. To, they weren't cool. <laughs> no, they didn't become cool. Don't ask them ever again. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Everyone I don't like is literally Hitler, literally Hitler, literally Hitler. Everyone I don't like is literally Hitler. Let's have a look and see. Oh, wow. Okay. That Donald Trump, PewDiePie, and Pepe the Frog. Hand signs, free speech, follow Godwin's law. This guy hates everything. Conservatives, <laughs> well, everything you see is just literally Hitler. Oh, my gosh. Oh, he loves himself. That's good. <laughs> All right, Adam, who do we got here, man? This is a, a, a thing called Rusty Cage, and everyone I don't like is literally Hitler. Where does Gosino come up with this stuff? <laughs> this wasn't on the uh, Billboard Top uh, 200 charts? No. Actually, this is almost a, a song for these times. It's politically correct. It shafts everybody. Well, yeah, well... If you don't like something, you call it Hitler. 
And then you say, well, you can't side with Hitler, can you? Yeah. Gray Slick, Adam, 1978. Okay. June the 18th, 1978, Adam. Jefferson Airplane, Starship? Yes, Adam. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Takes the stage with Jefferson Starship. Okay. At the Laurie Lee Festival in Hamburg, Germany. All right. In a state, Adam, yeah. of drunkenness. Oh, I can't believe that's ever happened. <laughs> Didn't she know she was going to perform? Not Grace Slick. <laughs> After she taunts the crowd with comments about Nazis in World War II, oh, Adam. <laughs> yeah. The same thing that happened at the- Everything uh, she Zeta saw was literally <laughs> Hitler. <laughs> I get it. That good. That's a good one. Go see them. The same thing happened at the Zeppelin show, Adam. Oh, there was a riot? Uh, yes. It says here- Tear gas? The crowd riots. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Destroying much of their equipment, Adam. Slick does not return to play with the band until 1983, Adam. Did she have the same sort of uh, tongue lashing for them the next time? <laughs> I think by then they were building this city on rock oh. and roll. <laughs> Great Slick. One, two, tres, cuatro. Hey! Oh, wow. <laughs> Isn't this the, uh... Watch it, watch it. The Pharaohs? Um... Watch it, get this is on... Wooly, uh, Wooly Bully. Yeah. But I don't know who sings it. This is off of, uh, Fast Times in the Richmond High. This is on that movie. Was it? I don't know. Uh, it's a parody, Adam. So Who do we have there? Uh, this is Paul Lemieux singing Got Ebola? The Jehovah Witness <laughs> parodies. We're bleeding out of our eyes and ears and everything. My gosh. <laughs> I guess that's what he would tell the Jehovah's Witnesses wow. when they come to the door. Yeah, you don't want to come in. I wore one time my uh, my Kiss uh, Stormtrooper helmet. That uh, curb their enthusiasm uh, to come inside and try to convert you? No, I don't know. I didn't. Oh, it didn't. It just sparked a lot of questions. I don't <laughs> Adam Miguel Jackson Do you know who that is Adam? Michael yes, Jackson Adam. Li Little Michael? Yes In 1987 Adam June the 6th 1987 oh, Big Michael This is post thriller He's already the king of He's pop bad pop. Oh yeah Oh yeah He's doing it man Announced Adam That he be breaking ties With the Jehovah's Witnesses Oh really? Mm -hmm. Jackson was raised As a Jehovah Witness In years past Adam uh, Him being a pop star He would don disguises and go door to door with the Watchtower, Adam. I'm dumb. I didn't know that he was a uh, Jehovah's Witness. Mm -hmm. Now, I know that Prince was a Jehovah's Witness, and he would go around door to door, too. No kidding? Really? These are like superstars. Wow. I didn't know about Prince. I know about Michael Jackson. I didn't know that. Hmm. Says he would go to these door-to-door -door missions at cities where he was performing. Would he use his real, real life voice or his phonied-up stage voice? It says his Don disguises, so I would imagine he would disguise his voice while he's there. I mean, I would know. Hey, do you want some Watchtower? Would you like these tracks? <laughs> <laughs> Look at these religious materials. They're laying here. This this child is laying with this uh, this lion over here. It's it's totally peaceful it's always, in the garden. Yes, it's always it's, so. Why did he depart from the door to door weekend warriors, Adam? Why did they not approve of his lifestyle or something? He was criticized by church members for his worldliness. Hmm. What was his worldliness? He just must, had wealth. Must consider him been a sinner of some sort. I don't. He know. he had uh, an amusement park at his house. Is that part of his worldliness? Could be. 
<laughs> that seems kind of exclusive. That's not really worldly. Mm. Now that I saw Watchtower, Adam. Mm-hmm. All around the world. <laughs> You're thinking about Jimi Hendrix? No, Adam. Oh. <laughs> Maybe he was a Jehovah's Witness, too. I was thinking about the Watchtower of Amansul, Adam. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> A.K.A. Weathertop, Adam. Is that the thing with the eye that kept like looking around no, at everybody? No, that's the Tower of Sauron. Oh. Oh, man, man, man. A different ta- there's a different tower? Yeah, it was the southernmost and highest point. On the, uh, I forget which road it was. It was go. It would go from Rivendale to Bree, like where the the Shire was. This is where Frodo got stabbed by the Nazgul. Would there, would there be like a series of of flames that they would light and they, they'd set off warnings? No, no, it's not. No, Adam, this is not a not, not Mulan. No. <laughs> oh, let's move on. Damn it! Oh, the Watchtower of Amansul. You. <laughs> I would be a Jehovah's Witness if it was like oh. it was. <laughs> that would be great. A Lord of the Ring witness. Oh yeah, baby. And everyone's gotten too drunk. Oh wow. Your cousin Sylvester. Can't trust that guy. He got dizzy and blew some shots. All right, Adam, let's move on here. He's making out with my stepmom. Wow. 1993, Adam. Who the hell was that? That was uh, the Holderness family. Okay. And uh, if wedding songs were honest. Oh, there you go. It was a collection of songs. We we picked the Eric Clapton version. Yes, Adam. Okay. That makes sense now, Adam, because Mm -hmm. in 1993, Adam, June the 5th, 1993, Mm -hmm. Mariah Carey, Adam. Okay. Married the president of Sony Music, Mr. Tommy Matola. Tommy Matola. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Manhattan. Mm Mm-hmm. I guess this is probably the only reason this story was picked. Guest included, Adam. Okay. Billy Joel. Okay. I can see that. Sure, sure. Bruce Springsteen. Barbara Streisand was at don't, that wedding. Don't when you achieve a certain level, it doesn't matter what genre you actually fall into. It's just, you're not super successful over here, super successful. There's like mutual respect, probably. No? Well, with Barbara Streisand in the mix as well, I would see that. Yeah. But the next person on this list, okay, I definitely don't see. The Prince of Darkness himself, Mr. Ozzy Osbourne. Adam. Ozzy? <laughs> wow. Did the invite just go broadcast to all the people who are Sony Music? <laughs> wow. wow. He stood straight up, Adam. Did he give away the bride? Adam, he stood straight up when I said that. <laughs> wow. I didn't know that was way out of character. Uh, I've never seen that. Speaking of Ozzy. Yeah. It's a bootleg oh, captured wow, version featuring Pantera, Marilyn Manson, and Peter Steele. Crazy train. Peter Steele type O negative, right? Yeah, if you if you tell it say so, I I don't know. We'll have to look that up. Okay. Oh, okay. 1997, Adam. I'm A-positive myself. (laughs) Says here, Adam, he is from a type O negative, Peter Steele. Well, it sounds like he should be a porn star. (laughs) Hi, Hi, I'm Peter Steele. (laughs) I think either he went on on Sally Jesse Raphael or on Oprah. 
and he spoke about his prowess, Adam. Is that what? Um, his Peter he, prowess? No, that and his rock star prowess of why people go out to his shows, they go out to see a rock star. He was a very poignant dude. Mm. I thought it was very interesting. Was, you know, he was an ultra conservative, too. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. But, you know, he said, hey, these people pay to see this. this is what I give them. Well, anyway. He's playing a character on stage. I was, yeah, very. Gotcha. And he would admit it. <laughs> anyway, uh, 1997, Adam, June the 17th, 1997, when Ozzy's voice, Adam, gave out before the Ozfest in Columbus, Ohio. Mm -hmm. He doesn't appear, but the show goes on without him. Oh, let's see if this one fails as well. That's why that had that horrible audio there. Uh Fans weren't told until later that he would not be there. Don't take to the news well, Adam, and trash it. (laughs) This is the show of riots. This is the riot show, Adam. This is a sad show, Adam. No wonder we're flunking today. So wait a minute. The, these bands went up there and they played Ozzy's music? They played Ozzy's songs? Okay. So in his place? So it says here, check it out. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Give me a second. Members of other Ozfest bands tried to appease the crowd by forming a tribute band of sorts by performing some of his hits, including Bark at the Moon, Mr. Crowley, and even this right here that mm. we just heard Crazy Train. Wow. With, you know who was on the vocals on that one, Adam? was Mr. Marilyn Manson, it says here. Okay. It still doesn't quell the masses because it says here, Phil Anselmo from Pantera, even though he was in Ohio and he went into a racist rant. No. (laughs) (laughs) I would have wished it said that, but it would have been more interesting. (laughs) Breaks the news. Oh, well, he still had him. There's the reason of the right. He was the one that broke the news. You know what would have helped matters? If Ozzy was there, he just lost his voice, right? Mm -hmm. He could have come out on stage done all the Aussie antics, you know, the clapping, the throwing buckets of water on the Uh fans and stuff and mooning the audience and whatever he does. Probably could have gotten away with it, too. Exactly. Yeah. That would have smoothed everything over. A lot of people smoking cannabis Mm -hmm. probably didn't realize that. I mean, I wouldn't know. If everybody was smoking cannabis, if I was, people if, wouldn't have rioted. Adam, if I was there, I would have noticed. I was like, hey! <laughs> <laughs> You'd be the only rioter. <laughs> yes. Aren't I'd you be, people mad? I'd be we going, came here for Ozzy. Yes. <laughs> it says here, Adam. Oh, you're, you're opening a book. Oh, uh, yes. I'm, I'm opening Eddie Trunk's Essential Hard Rock and Heavy Metal, Adam. Okay. And it says here, I want to read this to you because I just remembered this. Wow. It says... I had Ozzy on my radio show by phone a few times, and my experiences with him have always been great. Mm -hmm. I think he's genuinely nice, and it's cool to see someone who is so famous never seeming to take himself or the industry too seriously. But I do worry that he's staying at the party too long. Now, this is Eddie Trunk. I forgot what year this was. Oh, yeah. And it keeps on going here. It is seen for a long time that Ozzy doesn't want to be performing anymore. It is clear for the world to see on the Osbournes that on many occasions Ozzy went on the road kicking and screaming. The man is a legend and an icon in the genre. But it's tough to watch someone get up there and not be able to deliver the songs the way he once did. Just like athletes, Adam. Hmm. Zeddy Trunk. You wonder when he truly says he's done. People forget that Ozzy did a farewell tour in 1996. And what's the date stamp on this story, Adam? What is it? (laughs) I forget. (laughs) 1997, Adam. Oh, Well, wow, and we're talking here 2022? Many years on from there. Wow. 
and reunions with Black Sabbath. And, you know, and, and, Eddie Trunk yeah. is an authority, dude, and, yeah. and heavy metal. So he was seeing it back then. This is what? Close to thirty years. So he's had assistants beefing up his voice. Is that what you're That's, probably that, thinking? There's some things he called out he didn't like. Now I don't know if you want to mention this or not. It speaks to Eddie Trunk, which is Eddie Trunk who brought it to my attention via Twitter. Right. But there was a, a recent event concert where uh, there were tracks being played. The band was not following the track. Do you know what I'm talking about, Adam? <laughs> do you know? Do you know what I'm speaking of? Let me see if I had that somewhere here. <laughs> I do, Adam. I don't know if you want to actually broach this I, topic. Adam, I have it. I think I had it for bad times, Adam. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Kiss backing tracks exposed, Adam. Oh, yes. 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 They were off so microphone it, and things were one happening. One, 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 yes. It, yes. Was not, it was not pretty. It, and Eddie Trunk was what I brought it up, huh? Yeah. yeah. I, well, that, he, he's always railed against this. He always rails against bands that play to tracks and stuff like this. Uh-huh, yeah. Even his beloved Kiss. Like, he loves Kiss. Oh, yes. He, does, and Ozzy too. he has to say, I got to call him and out. I, and on this book, he, he had nothing but praise for Ozzy. Yeah. Still, he says that this, he has a respect for his audience as well. Even though he has respect and loves these bands, Adam, yeah. you know, he still has to be true to his audience. So true. I think he's a guy of integrity. I would say I would default on Eddie's trunk side on this one. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't say a lot of nice things about Sharon, though. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Something about restricting access to Ozzy and all kinds of stuff. Well, anyways, yeah, she's protecting her man. So, yes, Adam, this happened in 1997. Okay. Adam. Yep. Who we have here, buddy? I already know. This is Alex Van Halen. No way. <laughs> doing his in concert drum solo. Very cool, Adam. You and I have seen this both, Adam. Here we have. Separate venues. June the 5th, 1998. Van Halen Adam canceled their concert in Hamburg Docks in Germany, Adam, after drummer Alex Van Halen was injured when some chunks of plaster from the ceiling fell on him. Mm. The accident occurred during a sound check and caused only minor bruising to his arms. Wow. That was during my that was during sound check. Yeah. You can imagine a so full-blown... So, were they so loud that they, were, they caused all the, the plaster to shake off of the <laughs> off of the lath? And just... Thank God it happened during sound check. Because you I, can imagine I guess you know, so. X amount of thousand of fans and the, the band going full blast in 1998. Probably half the ceiling would have came off. <laughs> <laughs> probably would have. <laughs> Blow the lid off this joint. Alex Van Halen, great drummer, I think. So. Yeah, I think so. Wow. Adam. Ladies and gents. Santana. Maria. Who's doing the vocals on this? Uh, this is two rapping guys. Okay. This is, the, this is the album where he had all these different uh, singers on every different track. Uh, yeah, that, I didn't say it was two rapping guys. I forget who their names are. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. After a seven year recording hiatus, Adam, on June the 15th of 1999. Mm-hmm. Santana releases the album Supernatural, which goes to number one thanks to the hit single Smooth, Adam. Sure. Put your lights on, and this song right here, Maria Maria, Adam. It's their first chart-topping album in 28 years. When they say there, Adam, it means the actual band. The band, Santana. So that's very cool. Gotcha. The song that I remember the most on this is one that he teams up with uh, the rock group from Mexico, Mana. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. You're a big fan of the Mana. I am, so I'm going to give you a little taste, Adam. Okay. 
That wasn't it. Gosilo good one. That was a good one, Gosilo. But that wasn't it. This is this is the one. This is, this is the one. Cut it out, Number number seven, Gosilo. Number seven. There it is, right there, baby. Still not jogging. Noggin? Oh, no, no. I've heard this. I have heard this, definitely. Very sexist. And as always, Adam, I'm going to interject myself. Okay, good. <laughs> and give you some bullshit story behind this. I was in Guam of all places. When this came out? No, no, no. This is like in 2000. I want to say 2003. Oh, okay. And I was out there, and I was in some market of some sort. I was out there. I have no idea what the hell I was doing out there. Anyway, they were selling pirate CDs. and That's right up your alley. Pirated you love movies, that all that good stuff. <laughs> yes. All of a sudden, I hear this song being played live, but oh. maybe like 100 meters away. Oh, so yeah. I kept on walking, and when I look, there was this, like this gazebo, and there was this band of Chamorros. You know, locals there from from Guam. from Guam. Yeah, they had they were playing this song and there was people dancing to it. The whole deal. I said that was a very cool moment. I'll never forget that. Okay, it was just because of how much I love that song. And I'm on an island far away from home, in the middle of the Pacific, and all the other side of the world. And you have all yeah. these people enjoying this song. Goes to show you the power of music, Adam. Yes, I think that's the only reason. I power of Santana. The- <laughs> that's what <laughs> that's that was. The only reason I yeah, well, yeah, it's all right. I mean, I think. <laughs> It's okay, Adam. You know, I think I like Mana just a tad bit better. <laughs> One, two, three, four. All right. Adam the Ramones, baby, Rockaway Beach. That's who they are. Yes, this is the uh, the uh, backing tracks to almost every single Ramones song. <laughs> 2002, Adam June the fifth. 2002, Ramon bassist D.D. Ramon, Adam. Mm-hmm. Real name Douglas Glenn Colvin was found dead in his Hollywood apartment. Adam. What happened? Was there foul play afoot? <laughs> he was 50 years old, Adam. The Ramon was found unconscious by his wife, Barbara, at approximately 8 o'clock that evening, mm-hmm. and he was pronounced dead at the scene, Adam. What mm-hmm. do you think the cause of death was, Adam? She poisoned him? Could it be a white powder? Mm, check it out. It was a heroin overdose. <laughs> 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 oh, so, yeah, sounds about right. Again, the Ramones are wearing their heads. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Jesus. More mana. Mana, mana, mana. <laughs> mana, mana. <laughs> nah, bro, you, you see me, bro? I'm hard, bro. I'm hard, bro. I'm hard, bro. I'm hard, bro. Let's get started. It's the Tommy and Adam. Hard to name podcast historic hip hop rapizzle moment. Yo, my player can't play. That's what it was. <laughs> I, I heard. Hit me. Like I don't know about you, Scoob, but I sure can go for a big fat peanut butter bologna and bacon sandwich. Oh boy. 
You hungry? I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. You hungry? Yeah. I'm oh, hungry. Adam. Like I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Was, like I'm shaggy. Was man. that you I'm or was it Gosilo who put on? Does this fit you under the heading of Rapizzle? Like, I think so, Adam. There's a beat. There's some spitting. We're spitting some hot fire. (laughs) Hot fries, maybe. What do do we have here, Adam? Uh, This is geek heavy. (laughs) And cartoon characters with rap careers. This is, of course, Shaggy and Scooby. That would be if Shaggy was a rapster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. 2003, Adam. Uh Let's blow through this one as fast as we can. (laughs) June the 6th, 2003. A high court judge in London, Adam, Mm -hmm. ruled that rap lyrics should be treated as a foreign language, Adam. Oh, the rap is a dictionary. That's why there's a separate dictionary for that. After admitting that he was unsure of the meaning of, quote, shizzle my nizzle. (laughs) (laughs) They have to get a translator whenever they're trying to prosecute a rapper. Uh, we just had a, a pronouncer here not too long ago. And uh, this is a new one for me, Adam. And Mishmish Man. No, I don't know that one. Of course not. You're white. The court battle was over a copyright issue between the Antil Mob and the Heartless Crew, mm. uh, who had used the lyrics on a remix. So I guess the Antil Mob and the Heartless Crew were, that would be beefing, I believe, is uh, oh. beefing. So they took them to court. The Ant Hill Mob took them to court. Is uh-huh. that, that had to be what happened. Yeah, it's something to that effect. And the You're ju- spitting our hot fire. Uh, no, it's just, it's not spitting hot fire. It was foreign language. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, so I had to dig a little deeper. So it okay, says good. here, according to the Urban Dictionary, and Adam, you could go online and figure this one out. I Urban Dictionary. Yes. This is probably the uh, the second most used tool after the hip hop thesaurus and dictionary that we mm. have here yes. at the time in Adam Hart yeah, today. Just... Ours is a little bit more credible than the Urban Dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> My Merriam Webster just doesn't work. <laughs> this judge is probably using the Merriam Webster, Adam. <laughs> yeah. This square judge, he should be getting, uh, yeah. he get, be getting with it, Adam. It says, shizzle my nizzle, Adam. Okay. It's very simple. Even Martha Stewart, Adam, knows that one. Okay. It means shiver me timbers, <laughs> like like a, like a pirate. It wouldn't be timbers; it'd be Timberlands. Oh, oh. shiver me Timberlands. Okay, okay. Well, you know, Timberlands is the shoe. The shoe that yes, you don't yes. tie. You right. don't shiver the timbers. I got you. So anyway, this one means for sure my N word, Adam. Oh. for shizzle my nizzle. <laughs> Adam, it would be like that N word on that one Datakoa video, Adam, where that where that midget was getting beat up. Oh, that, that <laughs> no, was, I mean, that's that quite little, the spectacle. Adam, the little person was getting the beat little up. person was no, just getting bonked around. It's like, not a midget, Adam. It's a little person. It was like a, a pinball game, and that guy was just <laughs> going back and forth. They, they used the N word a lot on that video, Adam. Yeah, and it says in what could be considered a derogatory word, Adam, if used to call a black person. But you can say nizzle all you want. Uh, nizzle would be, be okay. I'd, I'd still be a little cautious. Uh, I'm just excuse wondering. me, my nizzle. <laughs> could, could we do that? Uh, oh, you think you're calling your waiter over? <laughs> I don't know. You know, you try to be. You know, try to be on a good good relationship with them. You know, you try to be friendly. <laughs> Sometimes you have to realize you're a Caucasianoid. <laughs> Sometimes you just don't realize that, do you? 
excuse me, my nizzle. I, I think, I believe you overcharged me here. I'm, I only had three Arnold Palmers. Yo, you trying to accuse me of, of stealing? No, no, my nizzle. <laughs> Relax. Relax, my nizzle. I would, Adam, I would, if I were you, Adam, I would stay away from that. Okay. Just saying that, Adam. All right. It says here that it could be used, Adam. You're a, you're street black. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know what that means either. So it says, Adam, it says you could use that actually, Adam, if you are street black. If you're street black. Yes, yes, yes. What does that mean? Then you should be able to use it freely. Oh, if you wear like the rap clothing, if you try to be in the black culture, if you're trying to enter into that and you're, you're using that appro- that kind of slang in your day-to-day use. I would go a little further and just uh, not say the black culture because the black culture has many aspects to it. A way I understand it. The first step I would say I would specifically I narrow it down to the hip-hop culture. Okay. I kind of like bring it down to that because I believe that's originated by La Dizzle Wazizzle language from, uh, from, from Snoopy Dogg. <laughs> And he's a hipster. He's a hip hop sister. Is he? Yes, he's rap. I didn't know. Yes, Adam. So that's so that would be the only place you could use the N word, Adam. And in this case, uh, more safely for you, maybe the uh, shizzle my nizzle. <laughs> <laughs> How close am I actually to being in the hip hop culture? I don't. Am I close? Am uh, I? Am I like right on the edge? Adam, I have some kangles. <laughs> what? I have some kangle hats. Hold up. Let me stop. Let me stop for a second. <laughs> I am in my closet, Adam. <laughs> I'm going to my wide collection okay. of hats that I have in here, Adam. And I have pulled out. I've never seen you turn the light on in there. It's full of all kinds of costume it's wear. More shit in there. <laughs> I told you my afros were in there, Adam. <laughs> yeah, I know. What's that orange dress? That was my uh, wrestling. Uh, oh. My, my, oh, you're, my, oh, okay. my wrestling getup, Adam. For I think oh. I used it for it. Was it? Uh, what's whatever cause the orange is, Adam? Nacho Libre. <laughs> That's what it was. Adam, this is a kangol hat, Adam. Oh, there's a kangaroo on there. Yes, Adam. It's called a kanga. Kanga. Kangol. Kangol. Yes, here you go. Okay, what so about? Let me see. Oh, you put it on. Uh, what was it to trying to answer your question? Yes. Let's see. Let me evaluate you. In a kangle, Adam. Do I wear it forward? What? That's your first mistake right there. <laughs> oh, you don't wear it forward? <laughs> you already got beat up. <laughs> Wait a minute. You've gotten beat up, Adam. What? I'm ready to take it to the links. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm ready to play some Adam, nine holes. Adam, what do you mean links? No, Adam. Oh. Hold on. Let me turn it around. There you go. Oh. oh. Hold on. I'll put it. I'll leave it right above the brow. <laughs> right above the brow line. Adam. <laughs> How are you feeling, Adam? I feel, I feel in touch. I feel in touch with the, the hip hop culture. How does that look? Uh, I still wouldn't use nizzle, Adam. What? I can't. I can't pull off a nizzle here and there. No. Just a random nizzle. Oh wow. Damn it. Uh, this was going to be fast. Evidently not, Adam. <laughs> we will get to some uh, some gold chains, Adam. Some really big gold chains. Okay, okay. I saw a lot of those, Adam, at uh, WWE this week. 
Oh yeah, how did yeah, that go? So that was horrible. But did you no. see any? No, actually, it was really good. Did you see any performers that you really enjoyed? Uh, Adam, I was so lost. I hadn't seen wrestling in a long time. Let's oh, okay. talk about that a little bit later. Adam. Okay. okay. <laughs> Adam, so it says here. This is the other term that. <laughs> Not that we spend enough time on the full sizzle of my shizzle nizzle. Mish, mish, man, Adam. Now, that's a little bit more complicated. Yeah, sounds like it. The term allegedly first originated in Kingston, Jamaica, Adam. Okay. But widely publicized as being the creation of rapper Elephant Man. Okay. For the purposes of rhyme. Was he horribly disfigured? Me. <laughs> Ten more minutes and you have to go to sleep, Grandpa. I, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that's my granddaughter, Ali. Get her second debut, this time her live debut, Adam. <laughs> Adam, so it says here. We've been talking about for shizzle my nizzle for uh, ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> the reference towards someone as a mishmish man, Adam, uh-huh. designates as highly socially active. Highly Socially active. active. Being and he's in, trying to pick up on the ladies? Yes, being involved in a wide number of events. Widely visible and popular on a large scale. In other words... That's a mishmash man. Yeah, he's... In other words, he's blown up! <laughs> <laughs> and here we are joking about a rap hizzle dictionary. What, what else do you, you want? You, you have to have it. I mean, you it just, makes no sense to me. I did not know that's what a mishmash man was. Mishmash man. Wow. I don't even know if that's meant to signify. Oh, wow. And Mishmish Man is the center of the social world in which he inhabits. Adam, I'm kind of a Mishmish Man myself. Who knew? Look over there. That's the Mishmish Man. <laughs> <laughs> Faux shizzle, my nizzle. Again, be careful with that one, Adam. <laughs> All I'm saying, Adam, this judge needs to get with it, baby. There's a new segment that we're going to have. It's going to be uh, from the uh, Ebonics or the, uh, <laughs> what else is it called? <laughs> Oh, the, the, the hip-hop. The urban dictionary. Urban Adam, dictionary, man. that's it. <laughs> Gotta wipe my tears. <laughs> Let's blow through this one, Adam. Ah, oh, June the 17th, Adam. ACDC Back in Black album goes double diamond, Adam. That's it. <laughs> well, that's a big deal. Is that 20 million? It was yeah, it doesn't. That's just a big. That's a big becoming deal. just the sixth album in RIAA certified sales of over twenty million in America. So you were correct, though, my friend. Mm. In November, the Shania Twain album "Come On Over" becomes Adam. Yeah. The seventh double that now. Yep. Sold twenty million. Wow. Mm-hmm. Is that the one? Let's go, girls. Dun, 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 dun. Is that her big hit song on that one? Adam, I may have Kangles in my, <laughs> in my closet. I don't have t- uh, <laughs> I don't have any bras and have... panties in there for you. <laughs> well, have you looked deeply? I don't know. <laughs> they know, could be in there. It could be surprising. Just... <laughs> Adam, guess what? Yes. Both albums, Adam, mm-hmm. were produced by Mutt Lang. Mutt Lang. There you go. He Lang. went on to marry Shania Twain at a later you time. Are all over yeah. it, my friend. Nice, Adam. What do we have here, buddy? You love this band, don't you? Yes, yes, I do. I know you do. That's Velvet Revolver. Features Slash. <laughs> the hell? Oh. I, I looked up. I fall to pieces. And it got jumbled up. <laughs> I got I got music from Velvet Revolver and... 
lyrics from Patsy Klein. I don't how can you dare how would you dare do something like that? Doesn't it improve uh, Patsy Klein's version at least? I love it. Oh, <laughs> That's pretty good, Adam. Good mix. <laughs> Was that you or Godzilla again? <laughs> Godzilla worked that out. Wow. <laughs> oh, he worked out the slash solo in there. Yeah. <laughs> He's really good. Wow. You saw those videos he was pumping out. That's that one from Punta Cana. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> June the 11th, 2020, Adam. American country music group. Lady Antebellum. You know who those are? Uh, it's a lady and a couple of guys. Two dudes. Did you go to that show with me? I went. I've nope. been to a Lady Antebellum show. Nope. I did anyway, not. pretty good. But anyway, they abbreviated their name to Lady A. Lady A. All right. This was during, Adam, that hot summer of 2020. Adam. All their fame had come on the back of this other name, Lady Antebellum. Yes. But, Adam, George Floyd protests were going on during this time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. They did that in an attempt to blunt the name's association with slavery and the antebellum South. What does the antebellum mean? What is mm. what does this refer to? Let me keep reading here. Please, anyway, please do. This caused a dispute with a black blue singer, Adam, okay. by the name of Anita White, who had been using the name Lady A for more than oh, 20 years. Wow, they messed up again. <laughs> <laughs> they stepped in it the wrong way. Leave shit the way it is, Adam. I, I guess so. That means you and Gosilo need to leave fall to pieces by Adam. Antebellum, Adam, good thing you asked, yeah. refers to the period before the Civil War in America. Okay. The band name referred to an architectural style of Southern homes built during this period. Mm. So this was the period of Antebellum before the Civil War, and it was basically a style of a house. The plantation. Yes, Adam. Uh, style. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I got you. Yes, Adam, and I'm sure we could find some uh, terms in the Urban Dictionary about that, Adam. Probably. Probably yes. quite a few. Yes. <laughs> this weekend. Oh, yeah. Castle. Adam, this, yes, is, Tommy. this is Unplugged, baby. Yeah, is. See you tonight. Tommy, is this your song? Oh, God, you know this is my song, baby. Who's singing here? This is Mr. Gene Simmons, mm. Mr. Tweetmaster himself. I'll see you tonight. This is Beatlesque. It does sound very much in that vein. I love it. What album is this initially off of? This is off of uh, Gene Simmons' solo album, which he dedicated oh. to his three uh, bandmates out of. Wow. And that would be Paul Stanley, yes. Ace Frehley, yes. and Peter Chris out Yes. So, yes. Cool. This is where it initially came out. You may want to lower this down. Okay. We'll blow through this as fast as we can, Adam. Let's do it. Because this is current Kiss history, Adam. Oh, boy. What do you think Mr. Gene Simmons would be talking about in interviews here in the recent days, Adam? In the recent days? Mm -hmm. um, Ukraine. I don't know. This is not Bono. 
the end <laughs> no. of the end of the <laughs> the end of the road to Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what do you think he's gonna be talking about? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but he also be talking about any other kind of uh, theme they throw his way at him. So uh, sure, sure, sure. on this uh, this past couple of weeks, Adam on June the fourth. Adam, actually on the birth date of your Leo out That's there. That's right. Of Leo, your grandson, Adam. Mm-hmm. Gene Simmons uh, was asked by Chris Lord from uh, UK's Metro UK magazine. A bunch of questions, Adam. Good. And, you know, Mr. Gene Simmons never wanted to shy away, Adam. One yeah. of the questions that he was asked after he said, go out and watch us. End of the road tour, right? He says, what do you think of vinyl's resurgence in past years? Doesn't that demonstrate that there's still an appetite for physical music? Okay. What kind of question is that, number one? Well, I don't know. Are they, is, is this guy trying to be <clears throat> smarter than Gene Simmons? There's nobody smarter than Gene Simmons out there. It's impossible. Anyway, he says, I say this with respect, and this is how Gene started. Mm-hmm. But if you think that this has any economic upside, you're on crack. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's been kind of beating the drum that rock is kind of dead, That's right? That's what it's going to, yeah. 10,000, 20,000, 50,000 units of vinyl means nothing. Yeah. <laughs> That's not going to change the economic needle, Adam. You see that vinyl and needle? Sure. He's very witty. Mm-hmm. You're talking about musos, M-U-S-O-S. Don't get the pronouncer for that. <laughs> I, I know it's out there, but I don't know a single person that buys vinyl. Compared to uploads and numbers, are it's minuscule. Yeah, he's all about the the bottom line. So if it's not going to benefit him financially, it's not worth the time. It gets better. Oh, good. Think about Radiohead, one of my favorite bands. For some reason, Tom York thinks I've got to stick up my ass about them, but he's completely wrong. I fully admire and respect the art and depth of this band. They put out In Rainbows in 2007 and said, pay what you like. Mm-hmm. You remember that? Yeah, well, I remember us talking about that at some point. Most of the time, people don't want to pay anything. Well, (laughs) sure. Open the doors to the supermarket and say, hey, come in, pay what you like. What do you think is going to happen? And how long do you think that business is going to stay open? It'd be like these businesses in California that you see people just (laughs) traipsing through there, filling up their bags and walking out the door. Adam, that would be in the riots, Adam. <laughs> Is that riots? I, don't, I think it's a regular occurrence. Uh, anyway, people accuse me of only ever loving one thing, Adam. Yeah. What do you think it is? Money. Money. Yeah. Here's my answer. Mm-hmm. That's right, bitch. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Money is what makes the world go round. Yes, I know there's passion and love, but if you've got a mother in Ethiopia with a baby cradled in her arms, all you need is love? It's not true. Mm-hmm. That's a romanticized view. Your child will be loved, no other, but it will die in your arms. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Man. It needs food, water, and shelter. And the first thing you need for that to happen out of his money. <laughs> <laughs> he breaks it down, doesn't he? <laughs> We've trained an entire new generation, Adam, to not pay for music. That's what Gene Simmons says. We're killing the next Beatles. And they're out there. And who's the guilty party? This is a tough one. Mm. The fans, that's who's guilty. Mm. You're killing the thing that you love. Wow. That is pretty good perspective thrown out there. And I'm not really going to 
prepared to argue that. I mean, it sounds perfectly sensible. Yeah, I would think that he's thought this out 20,000 times. Yeah, you know, probably. Probably rehearsed in his head. I don't know how spontaneous this is, but this makes too much sense. Yeah, it does. There are song lyrics. I never brag how real I keep it. Because it's the best secret. There are also lyrics that will captivate your imagination. And then there are the Tommy and Adams hard-to-name podcast lyrics that will blow your mind. Adam. Yeah. We are at lyrics, Adam, that will blow your mind. This time, Adam, I am prepared. Prepared? All yes. right. Thank God. <laughs> did you hear the playback of that yeah, one? Yeah, I oh, did. Thank God it was a good song. A lot of, a lot of fumbling going on. <laughs> anyway, Adam, we're going to be triumphant, Adam, today. Okay, good. And you're going to see here in a second. Released in 1981, Adam, written by Rick Emmett, Gil Moore, and Mike Levine. From their album, Allied Forces. Mm. Okay? okay? And these are the Canadian cousins of Rush Adam. We have Triumph with Magic Power. Ooh. I'm going to let this one play just for a little bit. Yeah, let's hear this. this. Something's at the edge of your mind. You don't know. All right, cut it right there. Castillo, shut it, shut it down, shut it down. Whoa. Something's at the edge of your mind, Adam. Mm -hmm. That's super, I mean, this is self-explanatory. We don't have to go into this. Okay. You don't know what it is. It's on the edge of your mind. Something is on the edge of your mind. It's like when you have something on the tip of your tongue, mm -hmm. but you can't get it out. Something in this case is on the edge. You have a kernel of thought in yes, there. Yes, it's just not sparking. It's like my brain. It's there right. irritating you or something. It's, yes. it's there detracting your attention. But you don't know what it is. You don't know what says, to pinpoint it. Then it says something you were hoping to find, but you're not sure what it is. You were hoping to find this. Mm. You set out. You don't know what the hell it is. The thought in your that mind? one thing this okay. is, that's on the edge of your mind. Okay. When you hear the music, Adam, and here's the key to this entire song. Okay. When you hear the music, it all becomes crystal Crystal clear. clear. The oh. music does the talking, Adam. And it says the things you want to hear. Go ahead, go see. It'll hit the next part. Okay, check it, check it out, Adam. I'm listening. And it repeats, Adam, just in case you didn't get it the first time. Driving home that point. So the music is the secret sauce. It's the secret element, the secret ingredient that unlocks thing in, in your life. It's the boost, Adam. Mm -hmm. it's, it's the power up. Yes, Adam. It is the fuel, Adam, that is going to get you from point A 
to point Z, not B, Z. It's going to put your mind aligned. It's going to open up clarity of thought. You're going to be able to process. It's just going to make you wise, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it's, no. it's, it's really the power. It's the power. Now, according to the uh, song facts and the rest of these uh, uh, pages that uh, speak about lyrics and explain what songs are, et cetera, et cetera, the magic power yeah. is the music, like we just said. So we're good. Good. The song is about a young girl who goes to bed at night. Mm. Okay, nice. <laughs> Listening to the radio, hoping the DJ will play her favorite song. For shizzle, my nizzle. That's <laughs> what? <laughs> it's girlizzle. Oh, girlizzle. Sorry. <laughs> it's the remnant from a time long before streaming when we got our music from albums or the radio, Adam. It is also a time when you could call a radio station and the DJ might play your song. Adam, here we mm-hmm. go. Okay. This is where it kicks in. Now, this song is full of ups and downs, harmonies, everything. Okay. Has chorus, pre-chorus, verse, you name it, it has it. Structure's a beautiful song. Mm. Listen to this. She turns that little radio on. Now, this is my, this is my part right here, Adam. Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> oh, yeah. We kicked it in now. <laughs> this is the magic power right here. All right, all right. Stop, stop it. My heart, my heart is going. My heart is going. <laughs> is the console okay over there? Wow. Jeez. <laughs> Everything is shaking. It's like there's an earthquake in here. <laughs> Alec came here a little while ago. She'll come back. Now, <laughs> Adam. Five she, minutes, Grandpa. Five she, yeah, minutes. She, well, it's been a while, but yeah. She, well, I'm already in trouble, Adam. She climbs into bed, Adam. Mm-hmm. She pulls the cover overhead. Overhead, yeah, yeah. She's frustrated. And when you pull the covers overhead, it's kind of, oh, you just want to, you don't want to see anything. You just want to hide, kind of. Wow. Okay. You know? Symbolically, I yes, guess. Yes, yes. And she turns her little radio on. Adam, that's her medicine. Tell that's you. her medicine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she hopes the DJ is going to play her favorite song. Now, we read a little bit of that synopsis, right? Yeah. Obviously, they're talking about maybe modern times meshing with past times when they wrote that statement. Okay. Uh, the one we had just read what the song was about. Mm-hmm. It says, again, I repeat, so she hopes the DJ is going to play her favorite song. It makes her feel much better, Adam. Brings her closer to her dreams. A little magic power makes it better than it seems. The magic power, again, is what? The music. The music, Adam. And I'm going to flash back to my days of listening to Radio Heavy. Okay. <laughs> San Germán Mayagüez. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. Did you get some I, magic power through the radio there? I did, Adam. I had a little radio. This song, when I listen to this song of Triumph, right? It always takes me back to those evenings, Adam, mm-hmm. when I had a dream. Okay. I had a dream of leaving my home and, you know, being bigger than life, Adam, mm-hmm. and eventually ending up hosting the Tommy and Adam Hearts and Aim podcast. You've achieved the goal. I have, yes. <laughs> and all through the magic power of the music, Adam. Because if it wasn't for music, you and I, Adam, would, have been... would not have teamed up. That's right. Ever. That's right. You're some white, some random white guy that so happens to be the husband of a family friend. Yeah. Damn it. That's all it is. <laughs> Wouldn't give it another consideration <laughs> no, at all. No, no, we have nothing in common, Adam, other than rock and roll, baby. Mm-hmm. Popular culture and all this other bullshit that we talk about. 
Yeah. This, in all seriousness, is what's it about. You're a kid. Mm-hmm. You have these dreams. And you're listening to these tunes. And sometimes you live vicariously through these tunes. You're like, wow, listen to this. A jukebox hero. You're, oh my God, yeah, I want to grab a six string and jam out to it. You're living your, not necessarily only, you know, music dreams. Mm-hmm. You could be any kind of dream. You're, you're a student, you want to be this, or you are a uh, kid that's lost that really has no guidance and they want to be. Could the magic power just be a little bit of a respite from the real world, an escape from the day's trouble, and you're able to get a little bit of a release? a mental relaxation due to therapeutic music coming through the radio. It it takes your mind off of whatever's going maybe not so right in your life. Sure. If you're thinking it's over, now it goes in after this part. It had got went into the pre-chorus and the chorus again, right? Same Mm -hmm. same thing. Uh, She's young, she's wild, and she's free, yada, 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 right? So this is what the next verse says. If you're thinking it over, but you just can't sort it out, do you want someone to tell you what they think it's all about? Are you the one and only who's sad and lonely reaching for the top? Well, the music keeps on going, and it's never going to stop. And it just rolls into that kind of... Yeah, and then it builds again. Into that kind of runaway train. It's never gone. Let me shut the fuck up and let's get Gosito. Gosito. Yeah, let's hear this. Watch my cues, buddy, okay? Maybe it'll help us in the last half of the show. Yeah, so here comes that one part. That's the Full of power chords. Mm Mm-hmm. Going through the solos, and this is where it's bridging. He's delivering the magic power. Yes. He's gonna put the magic power. He's gonna put the magic power in your face, Adam. Right inside of her. <laughs> Listen to the bass. I can play that. That's all I have to play. Easy. <laughs> here it goes. Here it goes. Solo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, we're getting good. Now, this is something real particular about this song now. It's yep. going to be a little bit of the verse and then a solo to, to accompany it. Watch. Listen. Check it out, check it out, check it out. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Adam. Great song. That would be the lyrics. Hopefully it'll blew your mind. Man. It brought you some memories, Adam. I I didn't know this was all a consolation for a young lady and after a long day lying in her bed. And again, well... (laughs) Yes, but it can, it's relatable to almost anything. Sure, it's absolutely. We have explored a lot of themes here that are just absolutely universal. And who cannot relate to music? And then the power me? of music. Nobody can. So yeah. Wonderful. I mean, everybody can, Adam. <laughs> I think you're I right. I mean, Adam's that. hard to name podcast lyrics that will blow your mind. Adam. Yes, sir. Rock and roll birthdays born on this day, buddy. Oh, boy. Who are we talking about now? 
We're talking about a guy that was born on June the 5th, 1952. He's 70 years old today. Yeah. Nico McBrain Adam. Oh, look, the drummer extraordinaire. Yes, from the Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden. Yes, Adam, drummer of English heavy metal band Iron Maiden, who had a 1982 UK number one album, The Number of the Beast. Adam. Yes. They're back out on tour, I think. And they're, they're playing had, in yeah, Europe. That's right. Yeah, they started already going out. That's yeah, I think, true. Yeah, I think yeah, they're yeah, out, yeah. yeah, yeah Adam. Belfast. Or Adam, like June the 18th, 1942. He's 80 years old today. Who? Mr. Paul McCartney. <laughs> what? Close enough. <laughs> Do I not have Slayer on there? <laughs> Adam the Beatles, most successful rock composer of all time. Okay. And he probably had something to do with that song, too. <laughs> probably inspired it, I'm sure. Adam, you might want to hit it now. Now! <laughs> Adam, and this is Angel of Dad. It certainly is. Listen to the screen. It's metal classic. That's great. Oh. <laughs> oh, the frustration. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Tom Araya, Adam. Oh, that, that guy is screaming. June the 6th of 1961, Adam. Wow, brilliant. <laughs> born in 61, he's 61 today, Adam. Yeah. Adam, Steve I also born uh, June the 6th, 1960. Mm. He's also, he's 62, Adam, actually. Steve I. Love that guy. Played with uh, Frank Zappa, Adam, David Lee Roth, White Snake, Mary J. Blige. Really? Spinal Tap and Ozzy. <laughs> That's quite a, quite a group, isn't it? Quite a resume this guy hmm, has. Definitely. Adam George O'Doyd. Adam. Who? George O'Doyd. O'Doyd? Who's that guy? Boy George Adam. Oh. June the 14th, 1960. Happy Pride. I hope, yes. Happy Pride Month again, Adam. Yeah. Yes. English rapper Adam. <laughs> Excuse me. English singer, songwriter, DJ, fashion uh, designer, and photographer Adam. Who? Boy George. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. I thought we were talking about a new person. Culture Club fame. Wow. You know that works out, Adam. Yeah. This dude right here, I'm sure he doesn't need, none of these two actually coming up need the Urban Dictionary, much less the Hip Hop Rap Hizzle Dictionary, Adam. They don't need it? No. This guy's in the refrigerator. He's in the refrigerator? He's the Ice Cube, Adam. Oh. <laughs> he's lonesome in there. He doesn't need the other 11 Ice Cubes to go with him. And he's asking us, are we there yet? Yes, Adam. He's in those movies. Yes. Yeah. And Today Was a Good Day was uh, one of his great singles. Oh, yeah. Yes, American rapper and actor Ice Cube, Adam. Yep. Good, good, he good. He was born June the 15th, 1960. Now, Adam, Tupac Shakur Adam was also born on June the 16th, Adam, of 1971. He would have been 49 today. Mr. Jack White Adam, he's 47. Mm. Kayani West Adam. Okay. Kanye West, the Yeezy. Yee. He is 45 today. Adam, and why waste any more time? Let's get busy. Yeah, let's do it. Oh! I love butts. Like, here's her butt. What are you going to do? I'm so excited. You don't understand. I'm so obsessed with butts, and I want my butt to be (laughs) colossal, so this is very exciting.
Can I get a hickey on my butt from this? I think it's butt related. Yes, it At is. least she knows what's going on yeah, there. She does. Oh, hopefully we could get we could get through this. It's butt related. Yeah, uh, Adam, it is read my rump time, Adam. Okay, and remember what are the rules, Adam? We have. I mean, what are the uh, excuse me, what are the rules? <laughs> the rules we're we're doctors, <laughs> <laughs> and we provide a rumpology reading. Yes, Adam, that for is, one of these. Uh, that is the uh, <laughs> one of these ladies on our. That's the intent of this section, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Without further ado, Adam. Just remember, we're doctors. Yes, yes that's, that's the most. <laughs> Adam. Lord of the G Strings is loaded Lord on my side. Lord of the G Strings app available on Tommy and Adam Podcast.com. And who do we have here, buddy? Oh, boy. Katya. Elise Henry. What? She's verified, Adam. Yeah, she got a check mark. What the hell? K A T Y A E L I S E H E N R Y. Katya Elise Henry. Almost 4,000 posts, Adam. She has almost 8 million followers. Wow. wow. She's out there. Jesus. Nice. Uh, okay. She is Sia's mama. She's a mama. Okay. Oh wow! Faith, faith over, over fear. fear. Something about uh, WPK fit. I don't know what that means. Mm, uh, and then it says here, "Kissy my peach swimwear." I, I like that. I like that a lot, Adam. Pre- pretty good. And <laughs> what do we have to examine she is here? Followed by Musaro Norte, Adam. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. And by Gosedo, obviously. That, that, that has a, a good amount of content coming out of Musado Norte. Uh, Gosedo hasn't been saying much back there. I'm a little worried about Gosedo here. I don't really know what's going on. <laughs> Gosedo, are you okay back there, buddy? Is he? <laughs> he sounds muted. Is he focused back I there? Don't know what, what's what, going what? on? Oof, that's not good. There we go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Oh my! Oh wow! This time the Lord of the G-string apps, Adam, yeah, gave Come. us a whole ah, uh, Adam. This is going to be a milfy reading because she's, well, she's a, a mama. mama. Yes. She's a mama, exactly. Okay, well, it, it coincides, Adam, with the birth of your grandchild, Adam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's nice. <laughs> And that's exactly Adam. I think we found the one. But Adam, before we do so. Oh, okay. Hey, G, Dr. Adam. Hey, G, Dr. Tommy. Your patient is here for her exam. Adam. It is time to don our scrubs, buddy. Take out the septic soap. Is it septic or skeptics? <laughs> uh, there's a lot of skeptics listening. Put on that. some scrubs, buddy. Okay. All check right. it out. Check it out. Check it out. Hold up. Hold Let up. Me scrub Hold in. Up. Oh, you got your hands on? You doctors are the best rumpologists ever. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> See? We do get good reviews. <laughs> Godzilla all of a sudden woke up at him. Godzilla, did you source that new material right there? Oh, I think so. Oh. 
Do you know that uh, that Gosilo video? One of our previous uh, ones that we gave a rumpology reading to. Ah, he, he ran across one of them. No, Adam. Is wait a oh. minute, uh, Gosilo? Where did you? Where did you? Oh, makes sense. What was that? It was. Remember his uh, his Twin Peaks video that he sent us this week? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he does like the Twin Peaks. Oh wow! Yeah. He said he wants to shout out this lovely young lady there at Twin Peaks by the name of Kyra Adam. Kyra? Yes. Okay. She was the one that lent her voice out oh. to the uh, to that uh, wonderful uh, doctor. She, she was able to donate her voice to the way so many others feel in the world. <laughs> she had to portray what other so many other people would like to say. Adam, very talented. Extremely talented. Wonderful. Well, yes, thank you for your efforts. Thank you, Gostino, for getting that also as well. So let's go immediately. Yes. No pressure, Adam. We're the best rhombologist ever. Well, it's already been said. So, Adam, we are going to go to number. Which number is that? It's as probably, you, about, probably about 20. Adam, down. start getting the patient prepped on the... Uh, <laughs> well, everything is prepped and ready. Uh, we're outside. We're in front of some green foliage, and there's a green bathing suit on it. Adam, it's a, a two-piece. It's the 20th, Adam, the 20th, uh, 20th photograph. One. Yes, Adam. Let us expand that, Adam. Okay. And if you swipe uh, over, there's two different ones. Oh, there's ones. two of them? Oh, Adam, the second one's even better. You like we that don't, one? Adam, we don't have to go any other place other than this one right I, here. I think so. This is going to be a pretty quick rumpology reading. Let's go immediately to her past, Adam. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> the left, which would be the left side. The left side, I am uh, actually... Which one are we going to read off of, Adam? Are we would you be read surprised? Off number one or number two? Would you be surprised to know that she's a mother? Uh, no, Adam, I am not surprised. You're not surprised? Mm-mm. Okay. We're in modern times, Adam, where these young ladies were, are easily turned into milfies. She is uh, well held together, I'll mm-hmm. tell you that. And very, absolutely, very amply uh, gifted in this region. Okay, so let us start our professional. Go ahead. Our professional reader on the left. I'm mm. going to go ahead and use the second of those two photographs. Okay. So the one that she is inclined a little bit to the left since we are le- reading the left side Gave of, a that, hip hem- kick of right that hemisphere. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you notice, I want you to immediately note that, and you may want to write these in your notes. Okay. As I'm doing this examination on the left side. I have my chart ready. Oh, if you notice the glute. Mm-hmm. On the left side, I do. it's leaning. Is that correct? She's got a little bit of a, a hip kick out to the right, kind of a cocked her pelvis at a bit of an angle. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of dropped the left below the right. Yes, I, I see exactly what you're saying. You see that. Okay. Being it that it's from the past, yeah. you notice on there from the buttocks, is that correct? This, the left side buttocks cheek mm-hmm, mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. the glute, Adam. I would say that glute on the left side uh-huh. It connects to that left leg. And if you notice, there is some cellulite. Oh, well, yeah, I do Did you notice that? that? I, I do notice that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That tells you. Not an egregious amount. No, 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 no. Nothing, nothing that's really it is not criminal. Out, it's not outpoured. But it tells me that in the past, Adam, mm-hmm. she didn't take any shit from anybody. Wow. Just, you know what? This is me. This is Katy. Mm. All right? Okay. And sure, I got some silly light on there and someone's gonna find that delicious and probably have a baby with me okay but she has a positive body self-image is that what you're saying you're not not gonna take me down because you might see a little bit of a 
a, a lump or a fold over here in this little area, right? Yes, and speaking hmm. of lumps and folds and yeah. creases and all that, there you'll see some of that. And the reason I came to this conclusion is because you see as it goes up from the leg, Adam, from that thigh area yeah. that it connects to the hip right there, mm -hmm. that's where you'll see where mm -hmm. my rump is fantastic, even, <laughs> <laughs> even though I may, I may have... Yeah, my left. I rump see it. My, my, that's what her her past says. She took no shit from she nobody. No shit. That's right, Adam. What's the what's the right side? What's <laughs> what's her future looking like, Adam? Right now. Well, I'm gonna switch between both of them now. If you look at the second image where she has that hip kind of kicked over to the right to the future side, everything is taut and tight and it contrast to what you saw in the past. And then if you kick over to the original image, the first image. Okay, let me go over there real quick. You'll see a bit of a dimple. Oh, Adam. Do you see a bit of the dimple right there on the right side? Dimple, Adam. Yes, I see it. It's almost, I would say it is about, I would say about four inches from the fold, uh, straight up more or less in the middle. Probably four inches from the dividing line. <laughs> so it's kind of almost the same from the dividing line and from the fold. Yeah, probably equidistant. So it's a it's a beautiful target. Dr. Adam, if you were to apply some math on there, I would say you would have to mark it off as a 90 degree angle. Uh, nurse, please annotate that. I wonder if Kyra could be our nurse. Well, I'm sure she would like to be. I wonder if I will that would let her come into Dr. Cole's student's promotion. In this state? That, that she's in this state right here? No, no. Oh. Definitely not in that state. Not in that state? No. So her future, based on that dimpling, mm -hmm. we know that she comes from a background mm -hmm. from her past reading that she don't take no shit, right? And now you're able to read that through the contours that led up to the rump, right? Yes. Now we're on the rump. And we have a bit of a dimpling, right? Adam, this is not a ski mountain <laughs> where, where we would need a lift. <laughs> well, now we're on the rump. We're like at midpoint of the rump. It's a quite obvious spot. If you're looking at the rump, you're going to see that. Yeah, Adam, if we had like a flag, we could plant it there, Adam. <laughs> it's going to be right there on the top of the rump, Adam. It might, it might be target number two. <laughs> I think this speaks to a future scarring, but scarring and the battles that she's going to have in her future that she's going to successfully triumph over. Yes. The magic power she's going to take from the music in her life, and she is going to triumph over whatever the adversities are that she's going to have. She's, she'll take damage. She'll take damage. Yes, yes. She will have a bit of scarring or she'll something. She'll take fire, Adam. But... Right there. She That's where she's going to take the fire. Look at where she is now. Dr. Adam, I would say she would probably take bazooka fire at him. <laughs> Plus, she's a mom. She's a yeah. milfie. Yes, yeah. absolutely. She has, to, she has to be Is this our first confirmed? Like, yes, I think this is our first confirmed milfie. Yes, wow. absolutely. Dr. Adam, now comes the fun part of this job. Okay, good. What do you classify this one as? Man, look at it. Okay, look at it. Is it round? Is it heart-shaped? Is it pear-shaped, Adam? Is it square? No. That one could be immediately. No. That wouldn't be this. Which one do we want to do the reading on this? Let me see. Man. It's going to be image number two. Let's use image number two. To, even though it's kind of like sideways, it's inclined a little bit. Now, I want, to, I want to highlight something. Her hip area, where the bikini bottom is, right? Right. That is much more pronounced, kind of leaning me towards the athletic look. But the volume in the rump doesn't really give it an apple shape. So I don't want to go apple. I think I have to go round. Another round, Adam? I think we have to go round. What do you think? Being a uh, apple eater. Mm. Yeah. Because I enjoys me some apples, Adam. 
<laughs> Apple a day. Yeah, it keeps the doctors except it, except for apologies, Adam. It would yeah, be, it would, yeah. Adam, this is an app. And it's I'm an not, apple. It's a confirmed an apple. I'm going to tell you why it's a confirmed apple. Okay. On that same picture that we were looking at, right, mm-hmm. the second of the two where she's in that turquoise kind of bikini. Yeah. If you put a stem, <laughs> <laughs> not on the bottom, but on the top part. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a Granny Smith though. It's got to be a Red Delicious, maybe. <laughs> Difficult being more mature than your father. Apple it is, Adam. What the hell was that? I don't know. How do we have gremlins in the studio I tonight? So. The light keeps turning on, too. <laughs> Tommy? Hashtag. What the for holy? Thank heavens. This one is not a long one, Tommy. Okay. This is pretty, pretty quick, pretty to the point. Excellent. A 70 year old woman, Maya Murmu was out collecting water in the Raipal village in eastern India. There was on the loose an escaped elephant from the Dalma Wildlife Sanctuary. It traveled <laughs> approximately 200 kilometers. Adam, it wasn't the uh, hmm? elephant that wanted to have uh, equal rights. Is happy? That, <laughs> that was the name? Who's not happy because they weren't given uh, human rights. Okay, excellent. So it's not him. Bro. <laughs> no, it's not. That's good. That's good. Like I said, traveled over 200 kilometers from the wildlife sanctuary, showed up at the this water collecting well where Maya Murmu was. Mm. The escaped elephant appeared and trampled her in the morning. Oh, that's terrible. Trampled her. That's horrid. She was taken to the hospital. Later, she died due to her injuries. Sad. 71 Later years old? That, 70 years old. Later that day, I guess it, they moved pretty quick over there in India. The body was given to <laughs> the family. Adam, did they have any kind of schemes that they had to, at the call <laughs> they center? Had to, to, no. They had to turn on. No. That evening, the body was given to the family, okay. and then they, they prepare her for her funeral pyre, right? I guess they'd burn the body or right, something, good. and they okay. perform last rites. That same evening is when this uh, activity happens, and she was set on top of the funeral pyre, and lo and behold, the same elephant shows up, takes her body down off the pyre, tramples her again, and then throws her to and fro with his trunk and then again, darts off. You, what are elephants known for, Tommy? For having a big brain? A absolutely perfect memory. memory. Yes. You know this lady did some shit. <laughs> because this elephant not only killed her. That's karma. He took her lifeless corpse and, and trampled it again. She was up to some no good. I'm telling you. Fucking morbid could that Oh thank God for edits, Adam. <laughs> it's the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Sound of the week. Uh Tommy, we've got new music from a band called Motor Sister. Excellent. And it, there's a song called Can't Get High Enough. I like it. 
what you might not know is that in this band is Scott Ian of Anthrax. Oh. And it has two people carrying the vocals. One of them is his wife, Pearl. Is his son the drummer on this? Uh, John Temp- Tempesta is the drummer. Oh. I'm not, sure what, this, not sure what he's from. I know I've been seeing some Ian uh, videos where he's with his kid playing. Really? I like the song. It's pretty good. It is really good. It's like a throwback. It's kind of like old time rock and roll yes, or something. Metal. Yeah, I love it. But a little thrash action going on there. Scott Ian. So yeah. Scott Ian. Up. Anthrax stuff. Yep. Yeah. What else we got, man? We got another thing. Hold on. Let's see if this comes through. Can you hear it? Yeah. Sounds completely opposite. It is a little bit. At least the intro. Oh, wow. Pinball hero. Pinball wizard. <laughs> if a sister was a young boy, I played the silver ball. From Soho down to Brighton. Who is it, Tommy? Tenacious D. Tenacious D with their Who medley tribute. Oh, wow. I love it. You can get behind that, can't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll also get in front of it so it can run me over. <laughs> I'd be delighted. After, after this show, yes. yes. I'd be delighted. All right. And this show may not come out at <laughs> uh, This well, might be one of those secret archive shows, Adam. Well, something else that we brought up a couple of times in this show is this is Pride Month. Oh, yes, absolutely. So it, we're, right. we're celebrating, you know. So that's why you remembered. Alter- <laughs> alternative <laughs> lifestyles. Our friends at Postmates have a specifically uh, targeted commercial to a specific genre of people. Refresh right? my memory on Postmates. Postmates is like a food delivery service or oh, something. Oh, yeah, that yeah, is, yeah. That, that do this. I think Reverend Run is on one of the commercials. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, say if you have a male-male relationship. Mm. Do you understand the terminology between mm. this one and that one, you know? Which is which? There's a top and there's a bottom. Oh, pitcher catcher. Yes. You understand? They are targeting this ad for a particular person. So hopefully when I play this, it comes through. Because we had a few technical difficulties today. We'll see. What are you eating this pride? Well, if you're a top, it seems like you can eat whatever you want. But if you're a bottom, you're expected to starve? Not this pride. Introducing the bottom-friendly menu from Postmates. We teamed up with Dr. Evan Goldstein from Bespoke Surgical to bring you a menu of bottom-friendly foods backed by science. Insoluble fiber won't help you feel cute, so avoid things like whole grains, wheat bread, cauliflower, potatoes, legumes. Hold up. Are you just fully diving into those beans? The problem with these foods is they don't dissolve in water, which could cause a traffic jam in your digestive system, making a mess of your evening. Speaking of messy, it's a good idea to avoid dairy. I cannot handle lactose right now. Look at it. If you're going to eat something insoluble, give your body about 24 hours to process all of it. Eat me. Soluble fibers and protein are the key to having some good, clean fun. These all digest easily and slowly while feeding your good gut bacteria, which makes sushi a great bottom-friendly option. There's no right or wrong way to bottom. 
but if you're planning on getting peachy this Pride, the bottom-friendly menu on Postmates has the kinds of foods that can keep you feeling good. Are you organic? So, Tommy, if you plan on... <laughs> I, know, I finally got it. You, I, I finally you... got it. It was like 75% through after I passed the farting part. So, I don't know if you're going to get banged in the ass. <laughs> is plan, that what that means? If you plan on bottoming, oh, yes. Oh, wow. A sushi is a good option I if you plan on bottoming. Oh, I love pride. <laughs> they have a full commercial for... If you plan to bottom... Is that for real? What you should... They have a... They have a they, <laughs> They've consulted with a doctor, oh, and they said, my if you don't want to be messy, you want to oh, follow this type my. of a diet. <laughs> and here I thought I was going to can this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Those are our sounds for this week. It played. <laughs> It's the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Sound of the week. (laughs) I never thought about something like that. (laughs) Could have been a motherfucking idiot. Somebody had to think of some shit. Oh my God, no. They're thinking of not shit. Didn't want to run into shit. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Uh-huh. Let's call it after that. I'm the Tommy and Adam Martin Podcast. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> that was abrupt. Yeah, what happened? <laughs> oh, wow, Adam does it. I mean, that alone was good times, Adam. <laughs> good times, motherfucking ear sounds of the week. It didn't matter. Well, let's go to some bad times, Adam, because that's the uh, the tradition, Adam, the custom okay. of the Adam go and ahead. Tommy go uh, Hard Today podcast. I'm even saying backwards today. <laughs> what a mess. Just like you told us, Adam, a little bit earlier, Adam, Kiss Drummer makes mistake mm-hmm. backing vocal tracks exposed at a recent show, Adam. So does that mean that the drummer has control of the tracks or something? Or how does that, how does that I, work? I saw the video to it, and I'm not going to play it because it's really long, but I think it has something to do with cues while they're performing uh, the tracks and the performance. Let me see if... And uh, it would really wouldn't translate for audio purposes no so it says here it's in a concert this week kiss flubbed part of their song detroit rock city seemingly exposing singer guitarist paul stanley pre-recorded backing vocal tracks that are apparently used during the performance the onstage incident occurs amid the storied rock band's end of the road world tour stop at antwerp belgium adam Mm. on monday june the 6th so this is how it happened uh some fans subsequently used fan captured footage of course Mm, sure (laughs) of course to put it out all over the net and you will see a rhythmic mistake by kiss drummer eric singer evidently evoked a musical pileup causing backing cues to misalign and then stanley missed part of the vocal that was still heard so i seen the video so the way it worked was eric is drumming away he has some kind of timing issue. Obviously, you know, the drums keep time. Okay. 
Eric Singer was offbeat. Paul Stanley, he missed his cue. He kind of looked to the side. The backing track went off, and he wasn't on the mic. Basically, the good part here is it wasn't a Milli Vanilli moment where the track skipped and it kept on skipping. Here, there were actual instruments being played, and what missed here was the vocal track. Then he caught up like two seconds later. Mm -hmm. If you blinked, you would have missed it. Yeah. A hardcore Kiss fan? No, absolutely not. A hardcore Kiss fan is going to know the words, uh, yeah. the riffs, I mean, everything. This song to the T. I've seen this song performed a million times, Adam, live. This so. is the show opener, right? <clears throat> yes, it is. So, yes, so hopefully right. all the fans are just in ecstasy and they're like looking towards the heavens and they're yeah, just thankful. They're, it's like, they're oh, just, the, my heroes happy, are on yes. stage. They're just happy kisses there, yes. <laughs> exactly. You know, again, is it a letdown? Sure, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, in a way. So. Yeah, you, you feel like. There's a little phoniness to the whole and, thing. Yeah, and I don't want to sound like I'm giving them a, you know, a free pass on this one, but you would expect something that well rehearsed mm -hmm. to be tracked somehow, some way. Yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. would I have been disappointed? Absolutely not. You know, you got the explosions and everything else going on to forget that moment. Well, you've seen them in all of their glory. You, oh, yeah. You'd like to experience, you know, the other stuff, you know, where Gene falls down <laughs> or... <laughs> Or when the tracks don't line up or whatever. Was it newsworthy? I don't think so. Not the way it was initially carried out. And Kiss may know. Did they even say it? Did they address it at all? Nah, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. I didn't see anything. Anyway, man, give me some good times. Good times? Okay, well, good times for this lady. She caught an STD. Oh. <laughs> That's good, huh? No, but a Missouri woman who claims she caught a sexually transmitted disease when she had sex with her boyfriend in his vehicle has been awarded $5.2 million settlement from her now ex-partner's car insurance company. Nice. The car insurance has to settle on the fact that the boyfriend didn't tell her that he had this thing. She caught HPV, the human papillomavirus yeah. or whatever. And she wanted to exact some revenge. So she she sued. He admitted he didn't tell her anything. And then the insurance company was forced because an arbitrator found that the couple's sex in the vehicle directly caused or directly contributed to the cause of the HPV infection. Oh, 5.2 million bucks. That is absolutely crazy. Isn't it? Do you think that the insurance company should be responsible for that? Are you sure that's not bad news, Adam? It's not bad times. Adam. For Geico, it's bad times. <laughs> it was Geico. It was Geico. Out. It was Geico. Yeah. And I say on that note, buddy, yes, sir. it's time to go home. Okay, let's do it. Woo, what a show. Man, it was a great one. One for oh, the record. One for the record books. Triumphant, Adam. <laughs> we want to thank Osito, of course. You know how it goes. There he is. Thank you, Godzilla. Thank you. Hey. Oh. All right. We didn't give you too much credit, but yeah, thank you. Thank you for that piece. Uh, that piece that you gave us on the Rumpology part. So yeah. Hey, Adam, take us home, buddy. Genius work by Godzilla this week. Absolutely. Well, as always, we want to thank our legion of listeners, our fans, and whoever else subjects themselves to this podcast. We really appreciate it. Keep in mind that life is not that serious, nor is anything else we have said on this podcast. Again, search the keywords. The Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast App, RSS Podcast, CastBox, Himalaya, Owl Trail, PlayaPod, and anywhere else this podcast is on demand and streaming. Activate the notification icon to be notified when we're online and tell a friend or an enemy. I'm Adam Tate. And I am Tommy Martinez. Today is June 18, 2022. 
And you are listening to the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Remember to always play it often, play it loud, but play it. Yeah. The Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast is produced by Dadagoa Promotions. Yeah. Which are the cancers? That they call our promo, oh, 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 ocean.